spider can. Spins a web any size. Catch your seeds just like guys. Look out. Here comes the Spider-Man. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Nerds, the weekly podcast where we talk about all things nerdy in pop culture. I didn't know if I was going to add that or not this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Rudy Vella, and with me, as always, Joel Wagner. Kingpin. Me, Wagner, again. My <laughs> mic was muted. My <laughs> All right, and uh, yeah, episode 49. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for uh, returning and listening. We appreciate you. A week off, too. Yeah, a week off. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I can't even remember what the hell happened last week. Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, yeah. There were some trips. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah. It's all right. You're still here. So, you're listening. It's it's fine. You came back. That's all that matters. And um, so, yeah, episode 49. We're going to do something a little bit different. So, as of last week, everybody got to celebrate... The 4th of July, happy Independence Day, everybody, and um, yeah, we got to see Spider-Man again so early after oh, yeah. Endgame, usually we have to wait a year or two to see him in, in between movies, but uh, yeah, I got something back to back, and we are going to use this episode to review said movie, Far From Home, and uh, so the way we're going to do this, we're going to break it up into a few different things, so... First off, we're going to start with the story of Far From Home. We're going to do the our different acts, one through three. We'll do both end credit scenes, and then we're just going to kind of go from there. But, um, yeah, be warned, this review is going to have spoilers. It's going to have bad language, <laughs> and if you're not cool with that, you should probably turn this off. So. Yeah, go away. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we start, anybody have anything that they want to say? I feel like I've been talking a lot already. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm good. All right. Then the notes come out. All right. So, yeah, as of, what was it, Tuesday? Last July week, Tuesday? 2nd. July 2nd. Yeah, so Tuesday, uh, well, last week, Tuesday, July 2nd, as we said, Spider-Man Far From Home, part two of the MCU Spider-Man theaters and um we don't have like numbers or anything for you like how it's doing or anything like that i'm assuming it's doing good uh most of the people that i've run into really enjoyed it loved it and uh so yeah if you want to know numbers you know there's there's google and stuff like that <laughs> but yeah so it came out tuesday and we all had the uh chance to see it steve and joel got to go see it opening night yeah. and did you both go to sperry's Holland? no I, I went to no? imax Oh, I thought one of you guys did. I did. I went to Spurs. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you said no. <laughs> no, you said did we both. I said no. Like oh, okay. Said, we both didn't. I went. Oh, I, I thought you guys were just going to answer for yourself. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Okay. So how is that place? Aries is legit. Like, um, those seats get you. I like them. They recline different. <laughs> they recline, like, not just, like, as one solid piece. You can, like, move the back all the way back if you want, and the front won't ever kick up. So you move the front peat up. You know what I mean, like, yeah, and the the heating part I can do without. I don't really, I'm not big on the heat seat thing. Yeah, I wish they don't have cooling. I thought they had like like heating and cooling. Mm -hmm. They only have heat, but the massage thing, nice. Yeah, such a nice touch. Food, food is legit, bro. Like, hey, bro, <laughs> I got a burger. I always get a burger. Like, you can tell a place if they take the simplest things such as a burger, whip it up proper. Mm -hmm. So you know they're legit. So we got a burger, softest top bun ever. 
And then the inside of that bun is like a grilled cheese sandwich. It's like all toasted and crunchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the burger was on point as fuck. Okay. Fries are killer. Um, and then they bring it to your seat. So like you get there and you can order it right there when you get your tickets. And they're like, well, what's your seat number? And you tell them what theater and everything. And then they just. So that's how you do it. huh? And it doesn't affect all the right. movie. I just want to, I want to say that. Cause the whole time I was like, all right, they're going to come after the previews. Obviously, because, you know, mm. they got to cook it or whatever. And the dude was like a fucking ninja, like, ducked down, <laughs> came in, and, like, uh, he pushed a little swivel thing that I didn't realize was there fully, cocked in front of me, and just threw the box on the table, and was like, hey. Uh, <laughs> he whispered. I was like, I need you. <laughs> fucking karate chop. <laughs> yeah, I was like, shit. Could have been an assassin. Me and Bobby went there. Oh, and, did you? Yeah, well, we went there for a different movie. We were trying to see, uh, were we trying to see Aladdin? Toy Story 4, but we didn't get to see it. I seen, like, Secret Life of Pets or whatever. Oh, but, okay. Okay, so the whole massage thing, like, you loved it? I liked it. Okay. Juan got his boat raped well, by no, that. No, 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 <laughs> I, I would have loved it if it was, like, the ones in right. the Granville Mall yeah, where they, like, exactly. get on you and they're like, mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. These ones, it's like a pulse and like a vibrate. But I mean, like, it wasn't bad. Like for not, it's either it's better than nothing type of yeah, deal. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So like, uh, I, I liked it because it was like, yo, worked on your lower back, and then you get this <laughs> one where it's like on your butt, butt back, head, yeah, butt back head. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it just vibrated. Yeah, no, I had different expectations because what I was told was like, oh, it's got a massager. You can order food when you're there. Like right, but I thought. That you could order food once you sat down, like in your theater seats. Like I thought there was a button or something on your seat. So yeah, I like that's what we were. To- I was told that by an, uh, an employee. Okay. He actually quit Hopcat to go over there, and then he came in like three days later and was like, "Yo, this is you know gave me like what I thought was a rundown." So I was like, "Hell yeah!" Because mm-hmm. I've been to a place where that all of that is a reality in Kentucky called the Movie Tavern, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "Hell yeah!" It's about time they brought that up here. And he was just hyping it up so much. So, yeah, I, I feel you, bro. When I got there, I was like, well, can I just order? Can I get a menu and go to my seat and then order it when I'm ready? And they're like, oh, we eat we, order. Yeah, like, we don't do that. <laughs> that Okay, what did you think about the popcorn? Because I got some. I didn't get popcorn. Okay, it was all right. Like, I like Holland 7's popcorn better. And then also. Yeah, Holland 7 has the dough. They don't let, 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 me, let me cut in real quick. So, I, I, was, I wasn't expecting it to go this long. This I was, bro, I've, I've been, try, I've been trying to find a spot to, like, interject this. <laughs> so, the theater that we're talking about, of course, we're from Holland, Michigan. Yeah. And Holland just got a place called Sperry's Movie House. And it is uh, located on 9th, right? 8th Street. 8th Street? Street. Okay. All right, so yeah, located on Eighth Street next and to the um, police station. Yeah, right next to the police station. Across from the yeah, <laughs> yeah. and um, so yeah, they just opened up, and uh, so if you're from the area, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, just so yeah. you're not so lost. But go yeah, ahead. Yeah, but I'm giving you that heads up. Just don't go in there with these expectations, <laughs> thinking that it's like you could sit down and like it's got like that kneading fucking massage feature because it doesn't. But uh, <laughs> he said it doesn't come with a white girl like, that's I gonna was, rub your back. I was skeptical back. about the screens, like because I was. How how many screens they have there? I think they have like eleven or some 11, shit. Yeah. And it's like it's not that big a place. So I was like, how big are these fucking screens? But I would say they're probably the side of a house, maybe a little bit bigger than that. But they're nice. They're really nice screens. And the seating, I think there's only enough room for maybe twenty five people. Yeah. Or oh, so, so more, more, more intimate. Like yeah. Intimate, yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. Way more intimate. And the tray that uh, Steve's talking about, think of like a school desk, but it it's it like it like swivels out. And then swivels mm-hmm. back in. 
The swivel part is your cup holder. Yeah. So, I mean, there was... I would say if you can go on a Tuesday where you're only going to spend, what is it, six bucks? Six bucks. Yeah, then it's way worth it. But don't go on a couple's night where it's like, you know, $11 a person to just sit there and stuff. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go then. I would go on Tuesday. And I went there and I bought the tickets myself, right? I don't know how their computer screen works, but I swear to God, when I got my tickets, I always picked the back row, like the last row if it's available. And when I got, so I didn't even check my tickets. I clicked the buttons and then the lady was like, okay, those are your tickets. Gave her the money, gave me my tickets. Didn't think nothing of it. We get there, we sit in these back rows and then someone's like, yo, you're on my seat. And I'm like, yeah, bitch. Are you? Um, <laughs> you are severely mistaken, sir. And then this dude's like, I'm like, nah, bro, sorry, these are my seats. I bought them. So, yeah, go. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, I am looking at my ticket. And then I look at it and I'm like, fuck, am I in the wrong theater? <laughs> like, uh-huh. And then I look at mine. I was in the fucking front row. Oh, no. All <laughs> the way to the left. Last five or last four <laughs> seats on the left, not even dead center. So I'm like, Looking at this ticket, like, do I go and fucking, like, yell? Or is that even going to do anything? Because, like, now I feel now I feel like an ass. I had to get up and be like, I apologize. <laughs> I'm that so one sorry. And you sit down. Let me, bust, let me brush this off. <laughs> um, so, but the thing is, I will say this. We went to the front. I was real pissed off. We sat down. And then I kicked that reclining. Mm-hmm. And it, like, actually wasn't bad. Like, I, I honestly, if that was the last seat in the house, I wouldn't mind sitting in it no more. Like, I can go there and yeah. I'm like, yo, you see the whole fucking screen when you're kicked back. Mm-hmm. It's like how you want to be anyway. You know what I mean? Like all reclined and shit. So I was like, yo, like the movie didn't feel like way too close for me. Yeah. And that's what I was. That's why I don't sit in the front. And uh, so I was like, all right, well, that was kind of like a shitty way to learn that lesson. But in the end, it was still cool to know, like, not to be afraid to buy those front rows. So there you go. If you guys are in the town or something or around the city and you want to check out Sperry's, that's our like. Quick review of the place. Oh, I didn't say this, but I was trying to. <laughs> you don't, they don't put butter on it for you. You have to put your own butter on the popcorn. Oh, my God. I'm back to the popcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm letting you know right now. You know, they don't, they say, do you want butter on it? And I'm like, well, yeah. And they're like, well, there's a butter thing right over there. How the fuck do you mix it? It's a pump. And you just like, you run the butter. Well, you mean like, how do you put it like deep in your popcorn? Yeah, like yeah, put that, it deep. You're going to have to shake the shit up. But like, uh, it's no. so full. That you can't they do don't, the they shit. don't oh. have that badass lid awesome. that like traps it in when no, you shake they it. No, don't got all that shit. Uh, but like, it, and then also the salt. Be warned. Like, I, fast. oh, dude, it's a fucking fountain. Like, I thought the shit was gonna like trickle <laughs> on my on my popcorn. It was gonna be awesome. Like, so I go like this, and the shit just like oh, you guys couldn't see what I did, but I like I fucking just <laughs> pour it, and the shit just comes out like like. All of it, and I'm like, oh my god, and I stop, and I just that's when I start shaking. That shit was so salty, but like, so lesson learned, but. Just so you guys know, if you're going to go over there, put your own butter on and uh, <laughs> don't put that much salt on. Like, watch how much salt you put on. Oh, but I got the numbers for uh, Spider-Man Far From Home because I know you said you didn't have the numbers. Uh-huh. Um, its opening was $185 million, and then uh, the global in the first 10 days is $580 million. All right. So nice. So those of you that paused the episode and looked it up, yeah. joke's on you. Fool, <laughs> <laughs> dude. All right, so, uh, yeah, you got the numbers, you got Sperry's. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to check that place out, but I do want to I do want to check it out Good at some Tuesday. point. Yeah, mm-hmm. Or Tuesday. Saturday mornings, they do $6 movies, too, with breakfast. <laughs> what, a breakfast? breakfast? Yeah, they do breakfast. That's cool. That okay. And all summer long, kids 12 and under, no matter what day it is. Not Saturday or 
or Tuesday, like if you go on a Wednesday, Thursday, whatever, kids are always like eight bucks. Six bucks is better though. We, uh, <laughs> we had the power go out during our theater showing. Whoa! What? During at IMAX, the, yeah. At the IMAX. Fuck first, first show. You got thunder gun, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like twenty minutes into the movie. Electro mm. said um, no. They're on the, the airplane. You know, they're getting mm-hmm. to either going and traveling, and this, it just shuts off completely. The power, everything out. And uh, <laughs> collective groan from the entire audience, of course. Oh. Yep. And uh, this this poor teenage worker comes mm. in, and you can tell he's like Scared? sweating bullets. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, the explanation. He's just like, uh, and I'm sorry, and uh, uh, please don't be mad, and we'll get it right back on, and we promise, and just over and over and over again. And uh, yeah. did, you, did you throw popcorn at him? <laughs> so. Uh, they they start working out pretty quick. Uh, they get the audio on first, so we're hearing the movie uh, while there's sucks. no screen, no power, mm. and we're all like, "No, stop!" And you can see the, the, <laughs> the nervous teenager kid just like radioing ahead, like, "Stop, stop, stop!" <laughs> and uh, so they cut it, they get it back on, and so everyone claps. It's all great and stuff. But then I notice a really weird thing. It's just a little slightly out of focus, and I'm mm. like, "Am I being too picky? Is this something that's just not?" I, I IMAX prices. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, for real. It, it wasn't all the time. It was in like really uh, movement heavy shots, and I was like, I don't know. It seems out of focus. And I, I uh, point out to my girlfriend, I'm like, Hey, does that look out of focus to you? And she's like, No, nah, it's fine. I'm like, I don't know. And uh, <laughs> it's like one side of the screen only. So I get up. I'm like, I'm gonna get up and tell someone. She's like, Don't do that. Don't worry about it. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm gonna get up and tell somebody. Where's your manager? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Karen for today. Yeah. <laughs> I put my Karen wig on right now. Uh, so I get up and I get this girl out in the hallway. I'm like, Hey, you know, it seems a little bit out of focus. And uh, they fixed it. it. It was out of focus. Was it? Uh, I had a buddy in the the crowd too, like a seat ahead of me in the next row. And next day he goes, Dude, I saw you get up. I was so happy. I was like, Yeah, I know. It was out of focus. But uh, yeah, that was my ordeal. That was my experience. Was... Not the hero you yeah, need, ladies and gentlemen. I saved the show. It was an, it was I'd, be, a, yeah. I'd be grateful too, man. It was an adventure, man. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> my ass was like, Yo, so what's up with them? The uh, refund. Oh, the free no, they did give us uh, free tickets, though. Oh, uh, for, not for IMAX, but for just whatever we want to oh, see besides that. Hey, right I'm not. I'm like, oh, what are these? <laughs> oh, that's cute. These are for like another thing. No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure I specifically bought IMAX tickets. We're, and you uh, fucked it up. We're going to see Aladdin, I think, on Tuesday. So okay, we'll see. Well, that's still something I have not watched yet. Me yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, it. so anyway, let's jump movie. into this. So, uh, yeah, get into the story of Spider-Man. Uh, of course, starting with the first act. So this movie opens up um, at a point where I personally wasn't expecting. Um, I thought it was going to, you know, ease in more, especially with the rumors and speculations that the movie was going to open up on a funeral and Doctor Strange shot a, a scene and this and that. Uh, that was all false. <laughs> so the movie opens up, of course, as you all watched, um, Nick Fury, uh, Hill, and oh, yeah. uh, Mysterio. Oh, yeah, they uh do the thing and um I was actually pretty excited about that because I didn't want another sad sap. I didn't need Endgame 2.0. Like I didn't want to be sad again. I didn't I mean there were there were some parts in the first act that kind of bugged me a little bit and I get it they were doing it because I mean it was the high school, they were 
you know, it's kids trying to make a announcements thing, but there was some kind of joking, disrespectful remarks towards Tony and shit and like the Avengers. And I was just oh, like, yeah. I was like, okay, like, I guess maybe a high school would do that, but it just seemed a little too for a laugh for me again. And, but I, I liked instead of opening up, making you super sad and, oh my God, I'm right back to where I was a month or two ago. It, it gave you something completely Wait, are different. Are you talking about the, the music and everything? No, just the no, no, I'm, with I'm, Nick Fury and, uh, uh yeah, I'm saying how Fury they opened Hill. up completely different because they were saying no, it was going to, no, gonna... no, but you're like the, like the high school reel. Yeah. I thought that shit was fucking Well, great. I mean, the, the, that, that wasn't really the, the joke or anything, but, um, that that was still something when i saw it i, I the one thing that i did like was at the very ending that candle and you could see that jiffy images or whatever in the background yeah. the watermark like i thought yeah. that was funny because being a graphic designer i've seen like i i've always see all these things like graphic designer fails and it's like people who steal images online and watermarks. And, yeah and they leave the watermarks yeah. in it and give it yeah, to I a thought, client I thought, was pretty funny, like yeah, I thought the, that part was funny i thought that announcement was pretty funny as well but i do agree i did like the opening because i didn't know what we were in for with the movie i th- mm-hmm. I didn't know if we were going to get like the way they did the trailers where it was just like I see him everywhere, and you know that yeah. yeah. they started the trailers off like that, and I thought the movie might start off that way just to kind of yeah, just to kind of <laughs> put you back in the space that you were in, you know, because mm-hmm. it's relatively close to Endgame, right? It was only like a few weeks or a few months afterwards. Yeah, uh, a month, I think, at the most. Yeah, so I mean, it was really close. So if they put you there, I would understand why. But I did like that. I wasn't. I was surprised. Or no, because during the announcement for the video. In the high school, they mentioned the girl complains about how they, when they blipped back in, yeah, mm-hmm. they had to retake all their tests all over again uh, at the end of the year or something like that. I think it's been a, a year. It, in the, within the year. I think it was within the it's year. It's within the, the 12-month period. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I was also surprised that they – I didn't realize that Mysterio would show up so early. Like, like right out the yeah, right like out right the out the gate. Like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, I'm here, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right, dope. Like, that's what we're gonna do. Sweet. And I didn't even think about Nick Fury, and until you know the boot came out the car, and I was like, oh, okay, like that's who this is. And I was like, I didn't even think about the shit. And then when I see Mysterio, I was like, oh, cool. So I was in a different, a completely different mindset, and I was actually surprised and happy that it was that way. Like you, like I didn't want to be the same. You know, I mean, like, it was cool if we, we had to go through there and then ride out that with them. But they already had – I liked how they already progressed past that and was like, wow, this is how we're dealing with everything now, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, yeah. My, my one complaint about that whole thing was I, I was so in the mindset that that's what we were going to get, that we were going to be thrown back into that realm and everything. I didn't think – Endgame did a good job at showcasing what happens to Peter afterwards. Like, you you see everybody else kind of affected and stuff, but Peter had as much screen time as at the funeral as fucking Homeboy from Iron Man 3. Like, the camera just panned past him. Like It wasn't Peter's movie, though. I know, but still, like, he gave everything up for this kid. Like, he traded everything for this. Even Happy told him that. He said, I'm okay with the consequences as long as he's here. But I think that's what this and movie was. Right? I know, but I'm saying, like, the fact that he didn't have any closure with Pepper Potts. He didn't have any... He didn't have one scene with his daughter. Right. 
Like, I, I thought we were going to get that in this. I mean, considering the dude gave his life uh, away from his daughter, away from his wife. Well, I don't, I don't think they were married in Endgame. Well, uh, it, Pepper, of course. Um, and you don't close that at all. Like, you, don't, you don't even, like, spread light to that. Like, Happy tried i guess with some of his dialogue but, yeah, but that was that one thing that i think that's more of the reality of it it's like he you know he it was like a he could have lived he could have died it was a call of duty he took that call and it's like you know we there you know like for me it was more like all right that's realistic as shit like you don't know if you're gonna have today no I'm, I'm saying like i i knew he was already willing to risk it and he so did he that's why happy knew that that's why he had that thing already set out with edith and everything he knew he had to possibly, I mean, he knew that since what, Ultron? When he said, you could have saved us, you could have done more. Oh, when he's got that vision? Yeah, like he knew he was the key. Like he's the one who, has, who was going to have to risk everything. But I'm saying, I'm not saying anything about Tony now. I'm saying that Marvel did a bad job at showcasing what was his main, well, one of his biggest reasons for doing it, which was Peter. I mean, his first line off of the ship was, I lost the kid. Like, so Peter Parker was one of the main reasons why he did this. When he came back, he hugged Peter Parker with more emotion than he hugged his father. And I'm saying they didn't even address but Pepper. I, like, they, we got that one where she, like, puts her hand on his shoulder. Right, but you're, you're that, that whole perspective is Tony's perspective. Peter was gone for five years. Five years, years. And mm -hmm. he has no idea of the time frame in which he was gone. He was gone, and he literally blipped back into a battle. Like, Doctor Strange took him, and they, they came back to a battle. Right? No, and yeah, it was I, over. And then that, from the day of when Tony died to the funeral, mm -hmm. that was probably maybe a week, maybe less than that. And then the movie was over. Like, there's not a lot of time. I understand your qualm with it, but it's not like... For him, it was an instant in which all this shit happened. It wasn't a build up and all this stuff, right? Like he didn't. No, but that's what, that's why I'm saying this movie would have been like a good part to put that in. To put Pepper Potts back in this movie and her well, his daughter. Like a, yeah, a scene with that. That's why I'm saying like that's why I was expecting it to open up with that. Which I'm, I'm still I'm, happy that it didn't I'm because I didn't I didn't yeah, want I'm, the I'm sad good. and everything. But it just that's a huge. <laughs> but you know, you you feel that you don't need to see Spider Man go through that. You already feel it. Like you know, Woody, you already obviously know that he is supposed to feel certain ways, and he probably did. Mm -hmm. But it's just like I feel like that's unnecessary at at that point because you already had a whole movie to deal with the relationship issues between Spider Man and Iron Man, and now you got this movie where he's dealing with the yeah. ramifications of what Iron Man just did. But you don't need to see his. Cons you know, consoling of Pepper Potts or his, because all it's going to do really is just make him more fragile than he was, you know, already was. That's why certain things weren't working in this movie. Like, he wasn't confident in this movie because his, uh, you know. Spider sense? <laughs> yeah, not that, but no, I didn't want to say that because <laughs> I was his father figure was yeah, gone. His father figure was gone. So that just, I mean, they already, without saying it or without doing it or without showing it, you already mm -hmm. knew. It, that that was going on with him, you know, and I don't feel like that was a necessary. Well, no, I, I'm just in the movie. I'm just going more more or less like I I don't know. It just it seemed like that would be something that would be shown instead of like some of the extras that they did throw in, like with Endgame. 
even after like they re-released with that bullshit Hulk scene. <laughs> I didn't see that like, yet. Yeah, I, 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 I watched a poor quality. Yeah, you did it, Yeah, and it, it, you don't need to see it in HD. There's no reason to see it because it, it's, it's, un, it's unfinished. It's just bullshit. No mouth movie. Yeah, no yeah it was just what, fucking. Really it that? was yeah. They re-released shit like that. They it's legit unfinished CGI. And then that tribute that they did with Stan Lee wasn't even a complete tribute. That's like a a two two minutes out of a six minute deleted scene <laughs> tribute. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't know. That's fucking weird, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, why would why? Who the fuck jumped over Kevin Feige and was like, "Yo, this is gonna be a dope idea," <laughs> and then be like. Yeah. That's like ego tank fucking overload. Like, yeah, dude, we can do it. And it's fucking the best thing in the world. Everybody <laughs> would love us. What the fuck, dude? I like people that went to see it, bro, were fucking pissed. I had guys that came to work were like, I was like, yo, how was that? And they're like, Pfft. yeah, no, how I was what? And I was like, people the were fucking pissed. the credits. What credits? Oh, you mean the unfinished things? <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, people were mad. But, um, no, so, yeah, I, I loved where it opened off because, yeah, it just threw you right into the shit. I like the fact that they brought in Beck so early because, I mean, that's all you really need to do. What's the point of waiting until the second arc to actually introduce him or show him for the first time? We've already got Peter's story. We've got it multiple times from multiple different directors, like, and we got it in this world. And he has, I mean, he's has a lot of screen time in the MCU already, so we didn't really need much more of that. So to actually show you, hey, this is what you're going to be dealing with. This is going to be a new character. Like, I thought that was a great spot to actually pick up on. And then uh, just jumping right into him getting ready for his trip. I mean, of course, he had the, um, what was it, the benefit with Aunt May, which I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yep. That we actually got to see the shelter and everything like that. And how awkward he is with crowds and talking in front of people. I thought that was really cool to see him be a kid. Like, I was glad he doesn't know how to respond to questions and everything like that. Because he gets like that. He he doesn't know how to do that. And I thought, I was waiting for him to get there. Like, when it showed him standing there, I was like, oh, come on. Like, don't break character. And then he started doing, like, the thing, his hands on his hips. And then he didn't know what to do with his hands. And I was like, oh, wait, no, this is good. And um, because the way he uh, reacted with the Prowler, like whenever he talks to somebody, it's just fucked up. Like he doesn't know what to say. He was trying to act like a like a man. And he was like, oh, you're a little I'm girl. A yeah, normal man. <laughs> like, and he just made a fool of himself. So when he was out there and he was trying to actually work the crowd, it, I thought that was great. Like he didn't know what to say or anything. And then um, so that's when we got like some, of course, a flashback to oh yeah he's heartbroken over tony and everything like that and i like the i guess the subtleness of those points like we didn't get any flashbacks which i was concerned about i was really scared that we were gonna get like a flashback of tony like looking all the way he did after the snap and everything like that so i was really happy that that never happened because that's all i was waiting for too was to see like a concussed head of his and just seeing all that again. Um, but no, I, I thought they handled the, uh, the first act like really well. I mean, all the way up to, uh, the humor with him and happy. I, I like seeing him actually take more part. And, um, I know they showcased it a lot in the trailer where he talks to aunt may 
and he's like what just happened there but like they cut out i mean they showed a lot but they cut out a lot of good parts that sold it and i thought i thought that was a really good um scene with them but uh I'm legit waiting for somebody to like jump in. No, I can, I, I, I'm going waiting, over I've like multiple. No, no, you're <laughs> oh good. no, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been going I, I over multiple rude, scenes. You know? No, no, I'm just, I'm just waiting. Yeah, fuck Rudy. <laughs> so, uh, two things that I, I liked a lot from the fundraiser scene. Mm-hmm. The first was um, they start to explain a little bit more about what happens when people come back from the snap. So they they basically reappear right from where they were when they left. And how and how they can kind of throw things off a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. and even in the video for the high school video, yeah, the they showed it. Yeah, and it was funny, but it also explained a little bit more. Like, oh, this is how that actually. Uh, goes. Are y'all like good with the term the blip? The blip. I don't mind it. I, I think that, threw me off a little I bit. I thought that but... shit was dumb. You gotta think though. You gotta think that we all know it as the snap because we saw Thanos do it, but the world didn't see that happen. Why would the world come up with the term the blip? I mean, look at the world. Yeah, I mean, YOLO, you get out of here with that. You can't believe that? That's something you can't believe? <laughs> YOLO is an acronym. Hey, but at the same time, it could only be something from the high school and their news. You know what I mean? Like, no, but the they, no, even in the world, yeah, even in the world, they call it the blip. Yeah, because I thought it was going to be like the, the kids just call it the blip. Uh, Trending on Twitter, bro. It's the, the hip blip. thing. And then when I heard, because they talk about it at the fundraiser. Right. And when I heard that, I was like, no, I don't like that. (laughs) And then the other thing that really struck me with the fundraiser scene, and then a little bit also when he's packing for his trip, uh, when all those reporters are asking him questions, what's going to happen next? Are are you you the next Tony Stark? Uh, How are you going to protect the world? All these things. You see that the weight of Tony is on his shoulders, and, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't want to be... The next Tony Stark. He doesn't want to be this world, worldly hero that has to take on everything. He just wants to be a kid. Mm-hmm. And you see all this responsibility pile on top of him all at once. And I think that was nice when he's packing. He doesn't want to take the suit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I just, he looks at it and he leaves it in his closet. And that was a slight little nod to the whole Spider-Man No More uh, yep. comic. Uh, so that was pretty cool. But just I think the whole movie in general was great with showing that he wasn't ready for responsibility. And Even, he was eager to give yeah. it away. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just the, the whole path that he took throughout the whole movie was great. During those interviews or whatever, he says, do you have any neighborhood questions? Like, yeah. He <laughs> says that. And, like, you know, that shows that he wasn't ready for. And but then that, he that feels was like, like he's obligated. You know what I mean? That was a good throwback, too, to uh, Homecoming because that's what Tony tells him. He's like, you're not ready for the world yet. He said, can't you just be a friendly neighborhood right. Spider-Man? Yeah. And now it's like he was trying to think bigger, but now that's all he wants. Like, he just wants to go back to that. But I, I, I wanted to go back to what you said. I, another failed opportunity is when he walk, uh, it shows it's a front-facing shot. He, like, looks at his suit, and then he closes his suitcase and walks away. I, like, why the hell couldn't you drape the suit over the, yeah. the bed and have it show him walk away from it? Like, it would have been a re- recreation of that cover. I don't think they needed to, though. I'd, but still, like it's for, like for it, it's so easy to sure, make that. Like it's so easy to make that that scene doable. All he has to do reflect, stare at it, and then leave it next to the suitcase and walk away. And then the other thing that struck me as far as the whole reporters and and uh, Peter scene. So he's not ready for that responsibility, but they're mm-hmm. eager to give it to him, which tells me that the world doesn't have heroes anymore. They're all either gone or they're just not what they used to be. So. Mm-hmm. 
is just very telling of the the time that they're in right now where they they're, they're looking for people to stand up and and be the the shield for them and there's no one there so that's pretty interesting stuff well yeah fucking fat thor took off <laughs> yeah thor's uh, gone captain, captain marvel gone. is gone again of course because that's all she fucking does old yeah, he's yeah. not there anymore. <laughs> uh, gone. You've got Falcon who is doing something. Who knows? Winter but... Soldier. Yeah. But no, that that whole scene. Thank you, Joel, because I, I was waiting for other people to jump in. Because, yeah, that, that whole scene was extremely powerful. And it was really good to the point to where he, like I like how you said, everything seemed like it closed in on him and he was just done with it. And he even says, that, I got to go. And he just takes off. And I like that because, yeah, one like you said, he doesn't want to handle it. He does. He just wants to be a kid, but two, he doesn't feel he can do that. He doesn't feel he can actually handle anything that in his, his problem. Well, his, it's always been his problem. He looks up to who is the greatest in that world. Like it was Tony and he wants to become that. But so in his mind, not only does he just want to be a kid, he doesn't think he can live up to that. He doesn't think he can be the next Iron Man. So yeah, I really enjoyed that scene where he finally takes off and it was almost like he was trying to. So this shot I really enjoyed because it was very artistic the way they handled it because he was trying to escape the questioning and get away from everybody. Cause he didn't want to do He didn't want to deal with it. He didn't want to remember it. So he fled, he took off and he finds a random rooftop and lands on it. And right when he looks to his side, Tony's still there. It's like he can't escape it. As much as he's trying to, he can't walk away he's from it. He's in every country, bro. Yeah, because it's it's every he's going to follow him. And I, I thought that was a really, really well done shot. And the way they paced it and everything. it Like, even his eyes. Like, that kid is so good at, like, showing hurt in his oh, face. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That, that hurts my face. Like, <laughs> But, um... No, so I, I thought that was really cool how they decided to have him run away like a kid, away from that all the questions and everything like that, only to land and see the one person he's kind of trying to run from right now because he doesn't want to remember. He doesn't want to deal yep. with it. So I thought that was really powerful and really cool. Also, uh, sorry. Um, how cool was that seeing his like spider armor suit in his container? Like who would have yeah, thought the the uh, pulsing? It's like pulsing shit. and spinning yeah. around. I'm like, oh, oh the nanobots. That, that his, threw me off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's not. It's a suit. It's like it's like nanobots. It's yeah. It's, I had no. I, I didn't think about it. Was it. Just living in that gas. And yeah, shit. that was really cool to see. So, mm -hmm. what are you gonna but say, like, Steve? This movie, the beginning of it, really for me was really cool because like you've seen so far, we've seen Spider-Man since Civil War mm -hmm. through damn near all these movies that have come out. You know until now and through it like you said he's so hyped to be that avenger to be that guy and then at this point you know it's like you forget that this is only the second actual spider-man movie yeah you feel like you this is like spider-man 6 at this point <laughs> you know even though he has small screen time in some movies he's just such a you know everybody roots for spider-man you'd love to see spider-man so it's like you know now you get to this point with him and it's like you forget in a sense yeah, he probably just does want to be a kid. You know, he doesn't mm -hmm. want to have to live up to that hype that that all the the big Avengers are anymore. Like he just came back from that blip, you know, died in the battle or whatever, came back into the battle, watched his mentor, you know, go, mm -hmm. and then you know now 
he's trying to shoot a shot with MJ and he's just trying to like, you know, like regain, recoup himself. Like, fuck, like, but still also be the neighborhood kid, but the neighborhood Spider-Man. But now he's like the world wants him. Yeah. And, you know, and it's not just about that either. It's just like it's it's kind of good to see them throw that element like so in your face. Like, yo, remember, he's just a kid. Mm-hmm. He's not just a superhero. You know, this dude wants to go out and and be with his buddies and he wants to, you know, have a girlfriend and live normal life and you know that that conflict that you get in in almost all these movies but you know after seeing him so much and you're just like all this dude wants to do is be a, a big shot mm-hmm. and now to see him humbled like yo i just I just want to live life that's let actually me, an me interesting me. bring up yeah i wasn't thinking about that but yeah, in civil war you you see him with his made-up suit right and mm-hmm. he's just doing his thing and doing whatever whatever he wants basically and then he gets to be a superhero and he gets he, to be an Avenger. <laughs> he even begs Tony in uh, Homecoming, like, make me an Avenger. I want to be, am I an Avenger now? He keeps mm-hmm. asking him that. And so he wants to be that pinnacle of hero. And then he gets it. And then he turns s- it down. He sees, he sees all of this stuff happening in Infinity War and Endgame, people dying and, and just the sacrifices you have to make. And he's like, no, I don't want that. Don't give that to me anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just yeah, a kid. So it's, it's pretty cool to see that whole transition in the span of, you know, what, four or five movies? Yeah, you know, but at the end of the day, this is like number two. You're yeah. Like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I never really thought about that uh, too, but yeah, he 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 turns it down in um yep. in part one, and then because I was trying to sit there and think, and that scene is so like glossed over because it's like one of the slower scenes in Infinity War, but when he Iron Man kind of uh, puts his hands together and like knights him, and he says, "You're an Avenger." Yep. Like, yeah, I completely forgot. I was like, because was he actually one? But he yeah, was. he was. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. One one thing that I wanted to praise this movie on too is the first act. They do a lot of really good, um, plot progression, like with uh, like speed wise, because they touch on a lot of different things. They give you. Um, like a glimpse of action in the beginning with uh, Fury and Mysterio, and then you get like a lot of emotion from uh the charity event, and then they do a really really good job in this movie with like the kid humor, like not oh, yeah. not really like trying to like please kids, but showing his him and his classmates as kids actually would be. Like, um, I really liked the conversation with him and Ned because, like, how he was making his plan for yep. Uh, yep. the Eiffel Tower and everything. That sounded like a really cheap plan, like, cheesy plan that a kid would come up with. Like, oh, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to... It's like, do you understand how much, like, effort that would take? And then I really enjoyed how the movie shit all over his plan because that's how life would be. Like I was when I was watching, I was like, "No, they can't do that. I don't want them to like. They shouldn't do that. They shouldn't make it all like everything just falls into place and everything that could go wrong went wrong for him." <laughs> but I really liked the um that like childhood light where he's like, "No, it's gonna work well. I'm gonna get the double adapter. We're gonna listen to. Or right. We're gonna watch movies together. Then when we're at this stop. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this all the way up to this. It's like, you know how much." luck you need like for any of that to come like knocking <laughs> and then when she finally comes in and uh like how his buddy picks on him and everything 
all the way up until which is like close to the um end of this first act the the plane ride where ned tries to help him and he's like he's got this allergy (laughs) and the teacher flips out and like shout out to that teacher like no teacher would react that way like where he's like oh we got to get you back here come on and like teachers be like go sit down like leave us alone but i i really enjoyed that scene because like that was good humor like a a best friend would do that reluctantly would be like all right let me try to come up with some because he doesn't tell him exactly what to do he's just like this is what i need you to do make it happen and a friend would fail so the fact that he did it, it was so grounded in such a good way like i I really uh respected the fact that they kept everything super grounded and everything from there was just complete shit for him (laughs) i just love how at that that scene closed and the teacher's like oh you have a dual (laughs) we can share this movie and he's just like oh god come on yeah Yeah. so i i don't know i just i really enjoyed how um how they handled the i guess the teenagers with all the humor and how kids would actually react and how they would think things are going to work, but it doesn't like life never works the way you actually think it's going to when you're that age. Right. But I don't know. I just thought there was something really genuine about the writing for those characters. I, I thought they did a really great job in that. Oh, and then another joke I was trying to think, cause I was like, there was another joke that I really like, la- I, I was, I thought it was a good one where they were like, yeah. And the people who blipped out, they, was it they blipped out and they came back older? Or was this kid... The ones that didn't blip, were they grew up, basically. See, because th- that one was confusing, especially with the David kid. Like, it, they made it seem like he blipped out and then came back older. So I was like, wait, no? Maybe? Because yeah, they, he... they, No, they did explain it that way, but yeah. Well, it, so it, some, it of the them, some of no. them changed? The kid, no. that, the kid that he uh, is going through with, with MJ? Like the Asian yeah. guy, right? Because, the, kid, be- the kid that was yeah, doing he did. the That's exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah, so, but... I don't know, because that kind of throws me off, because Flash Thompson didn't change. None of them changed, but that one kid, like, hit no, puberty hard. Because <laughs> they all got blipped. Yeah, but they but the all, so didn't. they're, oh, he didn't? No, he didn't. So oh, he stayed I... and he grew five years, and oh, then when they came okay. back, he was five years older. You that know? means that they must have stopped, like, Okay, see, because I thought, yeah. Well, yeah, they said that they, that school was done. And then when they oh you're right okay yeah, yeah. see because it, it confused me for a second because I was like why why is this kid because there's a scene where they make it seem like he got they, blipped the out way they, too. the way they say it yeah it was uh-huh. confusing to me I know what you're talking about I don't know the exact scene but I knew I was like wait I thought and then I was like no they probably just I probably just heard it wrong but yeah that's what yeah. it is is the people that blipped out uh, came back and they were the same exact age and everything okay and the people that didn't. Or older. See, and and that then that led up to a joke that I thought worked really well when that that, uh kid with that that fro in the announcements, they're sitting there talking about that and he's like uh, like real like that cheesy music was still going, just real straight face. He's like, Yeah, my younger brother is now older than me. (laughs) The way he looked at the camera, like that shit made me laugh. Like I was like, what the it like it was it was so weird. Like you can't say that. Yeah, oh yeah, you can't say that. (laughs) What's that girl's name? The blonde haired girl. Um oh I can't remember. But yeah, that that was another thing that I was gonna say. She's awesome in that movie, Mm -hmm. by the way. I I loved how he like was shitting on Peter because he wanted to be bachelors. Yeah. And then they're like in love <laughs> like five <laughs> seconds later. The, one, the, the whole thing as far as encapsulating teenage years mm-hmm. and all that stuff. The, the one time I just laughed out loud was when they're 
on like a bus or a plane and uh, they're texting to each other. Oh, like, I miss you. Like, I you. Yeah. And they're sitting right next to each other. Yeah, yeah. And they look over at each other and just smile. And I was like, that is pure teenage texting right there. Yeah. Like, that is the, the, the pinnacle right mm-hmm. there. But yeah, no, I, I think they did a really well job with this movie in arc one to deliver the audience to the setup for Mysterio. I mean, given we are we were already introduced to him and everything, and I, I don't know. I just think they did a good job with like all the mundane stuff that you had to like use for setup points. They made it enjoyable, like super enjoyable. Oh yeah. Oh, and then yeah. um, where was what was the exact location with the water elemental? Italy. But yeah, Venice. They, Venice yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was all flooded and shit. Okay. So let's talk about Venice then. Sure. Because. That shit was great. Like, I I did as much as his plan was already failing and everything. I really enjoyed how he still stuck to it. He went and got the Black Dahlia pin, as a kid would do. Like, the world's, like, pouring on you. You're still going to go out there without an umbrella and do what you have to. So I thought that was was nice to see him do that. But, God, that intro scene of um, Mysterio was amazing. Like, of course, we, we saw... A parts lot of, of it, yeah. We we saw parts of it, and uh, they bunched it up differently to where the first scene where he tells Nick Fury, "You don't want any part of this." They kind of threw that in, like he was fighting the elemental. But I still very much enjoyed it. I love that Peter had that uh that mask, that masquerade mask yeah, as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, I can help you. I'm super mm-hmm. strong. <laughs> he said, or what does he tell him? He doesn't say I'm super strong. Oh, he does. Oh, yeah, I'm super yeah. strong and I'm sticky. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, what did you guys think about Venice? Um, I, I liked it because it showed that as much as the whole first act and him leading up, like, not wanting to take a suit and, and uh, not wanting to be, like, that guy, the instant that something popped up, mm-hmm. like, his only instinct was, like, you know, to be that guy. But, I mean, it was more to protect his friends. But at the same time, it just shows, like, no matter what, there's, like, a natural hero in him. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I don't want this. I don't want this. Something, boom. Oh, shit. I have to do this. And he knows it without knowing it. Like, he just goes into it. I thought that shit was dope. Like, because mm-hmm. it kind of takes you away from him. Like, nope, go buy my Dahlia pen. And I'm sticking to the script. And then that shit pops off. And, whether you know, like, you can tell he's kind of like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's not like, you know, like, uh, and then the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, when he gave up, when he was done being dude, Spider-Man. He still and, walked away. And he's like, the dude, oh my God, I'm getting robbed. And he's like, eh, and walked <laughs> off, you know, mm-hmm. like he couldn't. He was just like, fuck, all right, let's do it. I always, I, I always did not like that scene. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that movie. I, don't think but a lot of I like just, that. I, I really like that part of, of Venice because it was like the whole time you're like, damn, is he really going to just like. Kind of fucking puss bot out and let, <laughs> like, okay, well, there's a Mysterio, I'll be good, you know, but it's like just to see him still kind of like rush to that. Mm. Yo, Mysterio was the shit. Like, like the introduction of that where he's fighting that elemental, right? And he's getting tossed around and shit. But like, I in that moment was like, oh my God, this guy is dope. And I like fell in love with the effects that, you know, they, it looked awesome. Like, I yeah. thought it looked great. I thought it looked really good. I really good. enjoyed that the just the overall look of the fight scenes with Mysterio and the way they had him just go in there like mm-hmm. that shit to me. Uh, I was like, "Fuck Doctor Strange, this guy is way too." <laughs> <laughs> hey, I whoa thought now. that scene whoa, whoa. Shit for real. I was like, 
This dude's fucking kind of way cooler than Doctor Strange at this point mm-hmm. in right now. I liked how you could see Peter struggle to balance. He want he wanted to still be a kid, but he knew he had to be a hero. Mm-hmm. And you saw him like try to like weigh that and see what do I do for next. And then I really liked, and it, it goes with my thing from earlier. I like when they're in that hotel lobby talking about like who's this Mysterio guy. Blah 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 blah. blah. I like they, how he got his name too. Yeah. And they were like, the his name's Mysterio, man. and they're like, that says Man of Mystery. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I like that they're so enamored with him on the TV because that goes to show that they're looking for a new hero. Yeah, they, they really need something. Are, and uh, he just fills that void, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm trying to think of how, because I, I was going to play off what you just said, but I'm trying to think of how I can do it without, like, jumping arcs. Jumping to a different part in the yeah, movie. Yeah, I, th- I think I'll say what I, what I had to say for, for another for point. i part, too, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but... Yeah, I really like that. I I think I think uh showcasing Peter as a almost a sidekick. Yep. At, of, at yep. points during that fight was a was a really good move on the writers too because it it showcased him more as as a kid again. Like right. um when he's off by himself, like even against Thanos, he was kind of like running around knowing how to like run the terrain and everything and with this one he was sitting back and like letting him call the shots without even knowing him i thought that was really cool because as like how you were just saying that pertained more to him being half in half out like right he he wasn't trying to call the shots he wasn't trying to be the top dog he was just like what can i do i'm strong and i'm sticky like let me help you instead of being like we we can handle this together right i I thought that was a really good move and then, uh, of course, get the introduction of Nick Fury, which I thought that was a, another funny one. What I really enjoyed with Nick was how the um, the teacher comes knocking oh, yeah. on the door, <laughs> and he has his gun pointed right oh, at him. Yeah. It's like, more yeah, person. If one person. <laughs> yeah. What does he say? We're going to need a body bag yeah, or yeah. something <laughs> like that. But, um, shit, yeah, I'm, I'm drawing blanks when right did, now. Sorry. Did, what, what act did the glasses come in? That the the one that we're on right now, or that is that was later? Act two, technically. Yeah, this was this was, that would be Act two. So that's when all that sh- kind of shit was. Yeah. Going so on. yeah, right. Nick Fury shows up. He yeah, asks him to help, figure. and then he essentially hijacks the trip because he 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 turns him down after ghosting him for oh, so yeah. long. <laughs> that's right. He hears what's going on. The elementals are taking over. Blah blah blah. And he turns him down. And while Nick's driving him there, he says, "He said this is for the next Iron Man." And so we get introduced to Tony Stark's glasses that he wears during the first altercation of uh, Infinity War. When he walks out of the uh, the, yeah. san- the sanctum, he takes those off, and I don't know what That's happens to him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened yeah, to those like, glasses. Yep. I'm guessing maybe they put somewhere into a suit. The nanotech like locked him in right. somewhere. But yeah, so we get Tony's glasses, and we get introduced to a new system called Edith. Yep, which stands for even in death. I'm the hero. I'm the, yeah, yeah, I'm the hero. Yeah. <laughs> or even dead, I'm the hero. Yeah, even dead, I'm the hero. Yeah, which I thought was amazing. So I remember we were all saying it would be badass if that was, like, if Tony was his new Jarvis. I was Jarvis. hoping for that. I, I really was hoping was. for that so bad, too, but I thought that was good as well. Because it, it gives legit final closure that this dude's gone. Like, he's dead. Right. So, and I think Marvel needs that more and more. So... I, I was happy with Edith because he still gets to use his tech and it still has his memory 
but it's not really him. So I think that was cool. He tries to murder his classmate on the bus. Yeah. On accident. And that, that's what I was going to mention. So that scene where she's like, take your clothes off. And, oh, he, yeah. and that kid walks in. I was dying on that scene, man. That shit had me cracking up. Like, just the fact that he was like, it's not what it looks like. And that lady doesn't give a shit. Oh, she's no. just staring just at stare him. Her. Yeah. Waiting for something. But, <laughs> that dude's like, sorry. Yeah. MJ, yeah. <laughs> Take the picture. Like, I don't know what you're into, man. <laughs> That's your thing. Yeah, you can do whatever you want, but MJ's got to know. That kid was a dick. Oh, I, I did, didn't, I didn't sure. like him. And uh, so me and Juan talked about him, too. We, Everybody was kind of expecting a lot more out of this kid because I don't know where he's from, but I guess he's people like the kid he's not just a nobody he's from some show or something oh and they were like oh who's he gonna play this and that and i'm not gonna lie i wasn't too impressed with the guy (laughs) no i thought i think he was cool for him to like challenge peter and stuff because of course you need that in a teenage love drama and everything but i thought that he fit that role well and that's what he was designed for i Mm -hmm. I think so i think that peter Peter has always been, and always, always in the comics and the movies, everything. Spider-Man has always been Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Yeah. And I think that whatever that kid's name is, I can't remember his name. It was David something. Yeah. He played, you know, the foil to Peter Parker where Spider-Man had different things to worry about. So mm-hmm. I just felt like it, it gave both sides of the of the character a good, I guess, quote unquote, bad guy to go after, you know? Mm-hmm. I liked it. All right, and so this one, uh, we're pretty much towards the end of uh, Act 2. So with this one, guys, you guys can pretty much just talk from here on out about whatever you want because this is pretty much anything's game. Well, time and out, time out, time out. Before so long. Wait, is this dude, is, he, is his real name Remy Hill or Hyle? I don't know. Okay, because his name is Brad Davis. Brad Day. Okay, so Brad. that's yeah, yeah Brad. Right. Brad. Just so you guys, yeah, just so we so, can. I'm getting Davis and that all mixed where up. That's <laughs> the first name. Where are we closing off Act Two? All right, so we're of course. Um, I'm just counting like the elemental, the final elemental fight I w- moving forward. What about so, what about that bar? Wasn't that Act Two? That's what I'm saying. Okay. The final elemental the fight, bar, and then the bar. Okay. Uh, all right. I'll I'll start by saying this. I. Of course, I knew that, like, you know, there was going to be some some illusion and everything. The fuckery. I did not expect it to go the way that it did, though. I like, I, I loved... So the reason I really enjoyed this movie was because of Mysterio. Yep. Like, I loved everything about his character, everything about uh, Gyllenhaal's performance was fucking, like, amazing. And me and Juan talked about this. So after the fight, after he cast the illusion like uh i mean he that dude is a damn good illusionist he completely had peter tell him like try them on like wear these glasses let's see how you look with them on and he almost and looked a little bit like tony Stark. Dude, he, he, he looked, looked exactly he looked a lot like, like tony like, yeah it was like, oh there's robert downey jr yeah, yeah like he looked like tony crazy style but that switch, that turning point when he walks out and you see Peter walk past the final thing and, then the, and you see his smile come out and all the blue starts kind of yeah. changing. God, that was amazing. Like, uh, the way I told Juan, he went from, like, a character that I haven't really seen. I mean, he it was a mixture of a lot of his different, like, I'm just a good guy character, straight to Nightcrawler. Like, yeah. it, it was... 
like just a snap too the way he transitioned into that and i thought that was amazing like just seeing like the way he was bouncing and everything and the introduction of his group yeah was fucking incredible it felt like jake gyllenhaal has been in the mcu for years well i liked how they tied it all in Mm -hmm. they made it feel like he had been a part of everything for so long and that now was his time to shine Uh because there was a vacancy in in the heroes in heroes yep so it, it just it fit, it fits so perfectly well. I got mm-hmm. two points. Uh, the first one is that Spider-Man has so far had like two fucking outstanding villains. Uh, the Vulture being one of them, and Mysterio being the other one. I I like I like the Vulture a lot. Like I loved Michael Keaton's performance mm-hmm. in the first movie, and then now he's got Mysterio. And Jake Gyllenhaal did a really good job. And the other point was i can't remember because the alcohol is kicking in at this point <laughs> <laughs> that, that costume though i just i gotta go back to the costume for a mm-hmm. minute it is so on point that the, the so helmet on point the helmet I, is perfect i yeah. love that costume bro even the fact to when it was the uh the mocap yeah <laughs> even that was amazing yeah. like that made me so happy when they showcased the motion capture costume i was yep. like that's fucking perfect <laughs> I was just happy, like, as soon as Peter gave him those glasses, and he was like, all right, and he walked out, and like he said, all of a sudden, that grin, and he was like, that was easier than I thought. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, at, right at that fucking moment when I was watching it, I was just like, oh, thank God, we still have almost an hour and a half left in this fucking movie to go. This is going to be so dope. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the best shit ever. Like, because right, right there, I was like, perfectly established villain. Like, this dude is a piece of shit, but he's so good. But wait, you know what I mean? The it, other thing, I didn't think he was a villain, to be honest. No, okay, okay. Obviously, we know, right? Yeah. We knew. But yeah, that I was almost the best thought part. that they were going to keep. I was like, is Marvel going to fucking, like. Turn him. Yeah, turn him. Turn him a little bit, like, and then change it. Like with the scrolls? Yeah, just like, cha- yeah, change the shit. And I was like, I would be okay. Like, I was okay. It's because he was a fucking yeah, killmonger. Dude, that's why. I was okay with <laughs> yeah. Hall being a good guy. A good guy. Because, like, he legit actually liked. Peter Parker. He did. Yeah. Right? That that and was like, one of my favorite what, yeah, lines. And that made me like him. Like, oh cool. Like he he has a goal, but at the same time he's like, Yeah, Peter Parker's pretty cool. Like I I'm cool with him fucking doing his own thing, but I'm just gonna do this shit. This is you know, it's my time, but he can go do his you know, be a kid and do all that shit. I'm here for him, like broing it out with him. Yeah. And then and then it was like, All right, well, you know, something happens and shit. But I liked I loved Jillen Hall in this movie and just I don't know. I thought that they if they kept him good i would have been cool with it like i wouldn't even been mad about the shit i would have been like all right cool whatever like i I did i love the fact that when he turned evil right there i was just like fuck yes all right this is gonna be like this dude hit his performance right there made you want him to be a good guy Mm -hmm. so right at that moment when he just like turned into that bad dude i was like this motherfucker right here is about to to be the dopest thing about this movie like just the way he made me feel because right there i felt betrayed for a second like like what? Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch, you! All right, and I was so happy, but then at the same time, I don't know about you guys. In that instance, this is the one thing that crossed my mind. Son of a bitch! There is no multiverse. Oh yep. yeah, that was the other thing that I was gonna bring up. Well, yeah, yeah. I, well, so well. I, no, dude, that like, I, I knew, this is the sucky part. Is I leaned over to Jamie, and I was like. Dude, so there's, I was like, there's no multiverse. I've and she just looked at me and she's like, 
<laughs> what? And I was like, God damn it! Damn it. I go with I've, somebody who knows this shit. I'll wait till the <laughs> yeah, end. I'll, yeah, I'll wait till the I end. I got a few thoughts because they may they may align. But um, yeah. the one thing also that I didn't even realize that made me want to rewatch a certain movie mm-hmm. was Iron Man One. They brought back that guy from the Iron box of scraps. Oh, yeah. yeah. Box I, was of like, scraps. I was like, are you shitting me? Like seriously, this guy from like Tomorrow. ten years ago is back in this movie. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. So I I love how they just kind of made his character fit oh, in the, the entire this, That's what I was going to say, is that Tony's a fucking, like... Oh, th- how he called it his, uh, his project. Barf? No, Barf. yeah, but not, that, not only that, <laughs> dude. Like, half of these problems in the MCU are Tony's fault. That's the thing. Yeah. It's always been Tony Stark's issue, though. Yeah, it's He's, always mm-hmm. Tony's fault. Like, all if all this He's shit, self-destructive. Yes. Yeah, it, so that's the other thing that I was going to bring up that I forgot. But, yeah. And he, that that's... I was actually going to talk about that, too, because I was going to say this is... A reason why I think Mysterio is one of the just just like I was taught or I looked at Steve after you said that uh, you would have been cool if they changed him, if they brought him in as a hero. Right. It's because he had a performance and a character on the levels of like Eric Killmonger. Like even at the end when he was like, we can we can help you like. There were so many people. I mean, fuck, for like six months after that movie came out, people were like, oh, I hope they bring him back. I hope they like they actually do heal him and he's a good guy. And I mean, there were all these theories, yeah, that he was going to come back. And that's I mean, he's that type of Marvel villain as like to where he was so good because I. All right. So this this is what I really enjoyed. He's definitely on par with it. Yeah. This is what I really enjoyed. He was a true villain because he completely broke this kid. Yes. Like he played him in every single like form. He knew okay, he's lost father figures. He he must have done the research and found out about Uncle Benny. Knew he adored Tony and so much to where they found out Tony was leaving him Edith or Edith. And he played that by having those little moments with him where he's like He's like, I wouldn't blame you if you told Fury to go screw himself. And yeah, he's like, yeah, you said, so what are you doing here? Go be with her. Like, he was being a father. He was being that. And, that yeah, yeah, and, and Pete was just glazed over in the eyes. And like, he, he shit, yeah, man. he fell in love with this guy. Drinking that Kool-Aid. And he was pretty much just playing him so well that, of course, he was like, try him on. Like, I want to see how you look with these oh, yeah, on. Yeah, like a badass. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, there was... He did that in every type of way that he could to where he didn't even have to ask him to try them on. He knew he was going to get him to do it regardless. And another thing that I really liked with this movie was, uh, so I, I also told Juan this already when we talked at the fireworks, but they very much played alongside a sins of the father type of story. Yes. Like in, they do that. They've done that in every occurrence with Spider-Man so far. The Vulture, his team was shut down because of Tony. Yep. And um, what was it? The uh, damn it. I'm drawing a blank on that team. Well, it wasn't. They like name dropped him. But anyways, the guys who were cleaning up after New York. Oh, I mean, it's oh, the, the construction crew. crew but no, know. no, it's, it's, like, it's an it's actually a, a villain team. team. Yeah. I, oh. I can't remember what it's called. The, the, the wrecking. The. Oh, it's like. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's it's an actual team that Fresh? they that they name drop. Oh, I, but, um, I don't know. But yeah, so that was one. The vulture. He was angry because of Tony, and now again, his ex employees 
angry because of Tony. So I really like the fact that with with Spider Man, they also did the um like of course Tony's his father figure now instead of Uncle Damage Ben. Damage control. Damage control. Yeah. So he's he's the father figure. So all of his sins are falling back on his son. Like I thought that was a really cool storyline because I mean stories like that have been told forever. I I mean that's why people I mean that's even a saying the sins of the father. Like so I thought that was really sweet that we got something again from there. But yeah, I mean this dude played every single angle to perfection, and then the fucking guy. The box of scraps guy is the really one that fucked it up by not telling him, hey, we're missing a piece that's going to oh, yeah. showcase a hologram. Yo, uh, and, Jake Gyllenhaal's beard, though, right? Baby. That thing was thick. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so I've been wanting to talk about this for a while now. Once he gets Edith and everything, he starts building his, his plays and everything like that and his sets, once we finally got live action Mysterio, like the actual illusions oh. where he trapped him in. Oh, night, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. That was my favorite that scene in the, the entire best. movie. Now I will say those scenes right there are probably my favorite MCU scenes. Yeah. When it's breaking great. them right mm-hmm. there, just, yeah, just like all, all the shit that keeps coming out. As a as I, an audience member, did you feel confused? No. Yeah, I, I, was. I so I uh after everything was all said and done, I started laughing when like I was watching I was just sitting back, kicking back, watching the scene with Fury and they were talking and everything, and I just started laughing and Marcy like looked at me and she was like, What? And I was like, It's fucked up because now throughout this whole movie I'm gonna be like, Is this real? Like is this fake? Like yeah, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. And then sure enough it was like he gets shot, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> like, yeah, I, I was like, tell. "Hell I was like, yeah!" Did he really get shot, or what uh-huh. the fuck's going on here? And then, uh, that, then when they shot him, and then he walks up to him, and he's like, "This is too easy." I was like, "Oh my god, it's still fucking fake!" Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those dreams where you wake up out of your dream, oh, yeah. you're still in the dream. Oh, dude, that those scenes were so good. They played really that. Good. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. my favorite part of the entire movie. You guys, oh, see yeah, that, that I, shit I, had I, me just like up on edge, like, mm-hmm. "Oh, what the fuck? I love this shit!" Like, the, just the whole cinematography of it, the way it was executed, mm-hmm. and seeing. Oh, so seeing like that uh that iron man with a skull come oh, out, just, about to say, yeah dark man one said uh marvel zombies like it literally yeah. do marvel zombies marvel mm-hmm. zombies yep yeah no when all that happened though that i was just i mean i was in awe because like i in in the animated show i used to love uh, like when he would show up in the cartoons the i mean it was just seeing those panels come to life like even better than they ever could in your imagination yep like it was just so damn good when he uh who he grab mj and he's like, this isn't real. And then he's oh, like, are yeah. you sure? And then he grabs her and he throws her. Oh, yeah. And then he, and he dives. Yeah, yeah. And it's just yep. like a 15-foot drop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, falls on that car. Yeah. He's, he's punching walls that he thought was like mm-hmm. glass or people. And Yeah, that oh. shit was dope. Yeah, yeah, that shit was just too good. That was great. A thousand you points. know what, man? I hope that this dude, re- like, the he returns because the whole, like, towards the end of that, I'm so in awe of it. But then I snapped out of it for a second because... I was like, yo, this shit right here is going to be so dope if they could ever do, like, if MCU gets a hold of Wolverine and they can do a legit old man Logan. Oh. <laughs> yo. Mysterio oh, puts God. him through yo. that. That'd be so messed up. You know what I mean? Up. Like, do it. I mean, like, yo, they. You're talking about like, the scene with the X Men, right? Yeah. Where he's yeah. Like, <laughs> like, down the road, like, I kept, yeah. like, after, after that was done and my mind was blown, and I was like, 
whoo, damn, that's dope. And I was like, oh my God, how fucking amazing would that be, like, down the road to be able to see something just like that? Because mm-hmm. he's there now, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, man. So good. But that's how good that shit was. Like, I just wanted more of it, like... Like the way, yeah, I don't know. And, that's, they gave that, you... and that's what topped it for me with the Doc Ock shit was like how accurate it was, the illusions of it all. Like he said, I was punching through something and then it's like mm-hmm. a brick wall and he jumps the little 10 foot fall. Like how he was just fucking with him. Like I was like, dude, so intense, but so well played. Yeah. Uh, Good one. I forget what I was going to say. They give you some shit. I can't remember. I'm fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what the hell I was going to say. Yeah, no, I I don't know that that was really good. I really enjoyed the um the end scene too, the final fight. Like as much as it wasn't a hero versus a villain, it was a hero versus drones. Was like, spider sense. Yeah, I well no no just even Tingle. even him even him walking yeah the Peter Tingle, even him just walking through trying to actually get to him when he's fighting all the drones oh, yeah. at the beginning. I didn't mind it. Like it was cool. I, yeah, I thought that was real. Just the way they handled it was very, very good. Like it, it just, I don't know. Usually you would think, ah, uh, just a bunch of robots fighting him. Like that's kind of shitty. But they actually made threats. They actually made it to where he had to think and come up with some creative shit. Oh, where and he's like got that uh, when he ran out of his webbing and yeah. he had to, oh, yeah, he had to that, boost like, up, like a shield and a thorn. Yeah, yeah. Like thorn I thought and a cap thing. Yeah, that was cool. I thought that was sweet. And he had that, uh, he had that bomb in his hand. And I, I've recently seen some pictures from the uh, War of the Realms storyline. Yeah. And he's got like this Asgardian helmet with horns, and he like is running with the shield. And I was like, it kind of fucking looks like that. Like I was like, that's pretty badass. But. No, I I love that shit. And then, so yeah, the final fight scene. Well, I mean, what do you guys think about that? The final, like the hallway. That was great. Where that was he, the shit, bro. You see him use his spider sense to its fullest possibility. Mm-hmm. That's great stuff. Yeah. So that that legit was the birth of the spider sense. Yeah. And that 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 was worth the wait because I I used to. I mean, I think everybody was like, well, where's the spider sense? When is this gonna happen? Like, when are we actually gonna see him be Spider Man? And to wait for that scene when he's like, he's like, uh, what does he have? Oh, he has the glasses. He's like, oh, you want these? Yep. Come and get them. And then they all the, make that the black hallway. hallway. Kind of goes down. Yep. Yeah. And just to see. So my favorite part about that scene was seeing him hit each one in the like the ripple of reality, yep. peering through the oh, light yeah. and everything. That was just sick. So all the way I, to the last illusion. Mm-hmm. Like because I was like, oh yeah. shit, like I. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that it was either. another one that got me yeah, too. Yeah, got me, and I was like, "Oh fuck, no way!" Like he's gonna be like that dude. That is this how they're gonna maybe you know bring him back? And then that shit. I don't want to give the last scene away. And I shit, didn't but. quite catch it at first when like he gets some mysterious gets hit by one of the the robots, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and you see him go down. And then of course he goes up there and talks to him. It's all an illusion, and you hear that bang. And I didn't know where it was coming from in the theater i was like where is this coming from where is it i was looking and then you just see him holling the gun basically mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh it just uh, it was great yeah that, that threw me off a little bit yeah mm. it's cool but no i i liked it because so one one thing that did bother me was um all right so of course we we had spider-man like toby Maguire when he just walks away from the crime and i i hated that because i was like yeah i don't think spider-man would like ever do that <laughs> But in this one, when uh, 
especially with like the Doc Ock storyline and everything, I really liked how throughout that whole fight he cares for him. He's like, Doc, I can help you. Like, let me help. And yeah. like, I thought that was really cool because it showed like the affection he had for this this mentor. And in this one, he like is flying in and he's like, Do you know what you're gonna do? And he's like, I'm gonna kick his ass. Like, I was like, eh. Yeah. I've got. I want to bring it up at the, at the end, but I've got something to tie into that too. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. I really, like that 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 ass, bro. I really like that moment on the plane when, mm-hmm. when Peter was fucked up and destroyed in that tulip field. Yeah. And happy school. Oh, and he's like, he's like, can I trust you? Like, oh yeah, tell yeah. me something. Yeah, that tell shit hurt, dude. Like, because <laughs> he was so lost. Mm-hmm. Like, like he know, didn't know it was real. Yeah. That digging. shit. That was so sad. Like, yeah, that one got me really yeah, bad. Dude, like, I was just like, oh. He was up in Holland. Broke him. Holland, mm-hmm. Holland, baby. Yeah, yeah, he he broke him Everybody hard. In the Netherlands is super nice and shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's <was> really cool. <laughs> they, they, they get broken up and they said close the gate. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we're gonna stay in here. So what but, I was saying was that they did they didn't lack on the illusions in this movie. Like you know they could have done some shit where it was just like the final listen. act. You got some illusions. Like the whole movie, the whole movie you get illusions. The whole, yeah, third act was. Yeah, the whole. <laughs> you fucking, didn't know what was real. Yeah, the whole. Yeah, by that time you were like, what the fuck is going on? And like. So that's why I really liked about this movie because it kept you on your toes. You were always sitting there wondering what was going on. And that's why I think the effects were really fucking awesome. Like, I didn't have any issues with the effects in this movie. If the effects sucked, the whole movie would have sucked. There were some, like, there was one scene that was kind of not as polished as the rest of them. And it was the only one that... I seen it that way, but I think it had to do with the Spider-Man suit itself because the Spider-Man suit itself kind of looks a little. Uh, when, when it's all CGI, it looks very cartoony. Yeah, it looks very and that, cartoony. That's my problem with the with the especially. I don't know why it's usually just the Spider-Man graphics, but they make his suit look super cartoony. It's very bright, like vibrant when it shouldn't be, and everything. And oh. I was telling Juan that was one thing that like. I I mean that's another reason why I think Hollywood needs to rely more on prosthetics or prosthetics. It's like you have the suit. We've seen him. I mean he goes to hospitals yeah. in this fucking thing. Why not film him? Like especially when the the green smoke was first coming at him, and then the illusion started. Like I didn't understand why that was all CGI. Like they should have just had him in a black room with green light illuminating him and then added to it and it would have looked so much better that's why that's one of the things that like stands out for me from the 2002 or 2000 i I think it was 2002 toby mcguire film Mm -hmm. was that practical suit yeah like because they had him in that suit legit in the suit when they were uh and you can tell when it's him in the suit versus him in the you know just cgi but when it's him in the suit that shit looks dope to me and i agree that's another thing that i would I'd like them to lean more on is just like a practical, a practical suit. Yeah, because like he's he's never in it. Like even at the uh, at the fair or not the fair, the uh, the shelter. He like you can see that it's just his neck. <laughs> like you you can see where they cut it off and it's all CGI. And I get it; they want that like hardcore shine because he's in the the Iron Spider suit. But it's like make that suit. <laughs> I mean, shit, you that fucking Aquaman suit, the gold one. It has the most shine. Like, that shit looks badass. And they made it. And it looks cool as shit when Jason Momoa is in it. It's like, why not give him just a fucking actual Iron Spider suit? It's like, it'd be worth the money. It would make it look badass. But, yeah, I don't know. They they rely so... I think Marvel just has a trait to rely so much on CGI. Like, those pictures from the airport fight scene in Civil War, 
it's comical because they're all running around in like half armor suits and then yeah. it's all fucking um motion cap. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I liked a lot about this movie and actually Homecoming was the same way. When he was like, you know, get up, Spider-Man, get up, Spider-Man. He mm-hmm. gets fucked up, dude. Like, in yeah. these movies, he, he gets, gets his fucked ass beat. up. Like, and it's not just something where, like, ah, oh, he gets up, walks away, and he's totally fine with it. Like, I liked how he had a limp. Like, like legit was hurt for a while. And yeah. even in that last fight, he got fucked up. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, his brand new suit yeah, got fucked yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, burnt, was burnt up. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, also. Winged suit that was cool. That was so. great. Yeah, yeah that was that a good was, nod to the that was, that yeah. was awesome. Um, the, but yeah. Speaking of the suit too, I loved that the uh, the scene where Happy tells him he's like, "Follow me," and he takes him to where Tony used to stand. You could see and him. Yeah, that like he had that that whole scene down. He looked just like Tony yep. when he grabs that the the gauntlet and he starts moving his hand around. Yep. And like I yeah I looked exactly like Happy in the theater when I was watching it because it felt like I was watching Tony like and that's like when they showed him I started laughing because I was like that's probably how I fucking look right now (laughs) but they captured that so well and like to add John Favreau kind of taking over Tony's position in uh, now in his life like the father figure yeah yeah like he he knows I mean one this was this dude's best friend he was in charge of making sure he was safe. So I, I really liked how they gave uh happy the scene, like showcasing, like I'm also hurting. Like yeah. he was his security guard and he, of course he's Iron Man. So like he even addressed that. He's like, I'm Iron Man. Or this was a different movie, but he's like, I'm a security guard of Iron Man. He's like, you, do you know what that, <laughs> what that feels like? But like, he knows he couldn't have done anything to save him if he wanted to, but it showcases that hurt. Like I'm there with you kid. And then, like, like to see him understand, like, this kid is going to be him, if not, like, what he was, if not better. Well, he even told Peter, he's like, you can't be Iron Man. You're mm-hmm. not Iron Man. You'll Nobody's never be yeah, Iron not Man. Even Iron Man was Iron um, Man. He's but like, that's, he that's that when he's flawed. He's like, Tony mm-hmm. was flawed. He had all these problems. You need to be better than that. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. And then when he sees him, like, he's like, so what are you going to do? What's your plan? Like, he's trying to get into his head. And he's like, yeah, you can't be. He's like, so what are you going to do? And that's when he says, I'm going to kick his ass, in which I was like, eh. But then he was like, no, no, like, what are you going to do right now? And then he's like, he gives him his plan. He's like, you're going to need a suit. And then that's when he yep. opens that. And then, like, he sees, like, he's ready. Like, yep. that's when he realized, this is who I am. I am an Avenger. Like, pretty much the Avenger. So I, time, thought, yeah. I thought, yeah, I, that scene was so fucking impactful and powerful. Like, I thought that was badass. But and then right. like just to watch him build, I was like, hell yeah! You're head of security, and your password is password. You <laughs> yeah. can spell it out. He's like, I know, I'm not proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I just, I don't know. I've always loved John Favreau. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like one of my fa- like all time favorite movies. I mean, this I've seen this movie countless times as Chef. And oh, it's, it yeah. has nothing really to do with nerd culture, but one of my, I mean, Steve knows this, one of my, like, actual other things that I love is cooking. Like, me and Marcy, we'd sit around and watch Cutthroat Kitchen all the time. <laughs> like, if, if we're hungry, she's like, do you want me to make food? Usually I'm like, no, I, I can do it because I want to do it. Like, I want to cook and shit. And it's fun. So I fell in love with that movie. And the fact that he directed it and starred in it, that was kind of a bonus. But a lot of people don't realize when they see Happy Hogan, it's like, that's the guy you need to thank for 
Marvel. Like for this whole Basically. fucking thing we got going on, it's like if if his vision failed, like like fucking the Hulk did, yeah, we wouldn't be here. Like, we would be like DC. DC. Yeah. yeah. Damn it, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. But, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is the guy. So everybody always praises Kevin Feige and all this and that. It's like he's got a lot to do with it too, though. He came on after Favreau started Iron Man, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Favreau did uh, Iron Man or Iron Man by himself. One or two, and... right? Just no, just one. one. I thought it was two as well. I don't think so. I don't know. Guy Guy Ritchie did part two, right? Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something he did one of them, but yeah, Favreau. I know he did part one, but yeah, so. A lot of people don't know that, so if you, I mean, hell, if you love Tony Stark, you love all that, because he was one of the main guys. He pretty uh, much started up the MCU. Yeah, he's, he was the reason for Robert Downey getting the part. Yeah. Man, now he's making live-action uh, Disney movies. One and yep. two. Yeah, he did one and two. <laughs> oh, he did one and two? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure so. he didn't do three. I don't Yeah, think no, no yeah, I, I think three. that's the one that Guy Ritchie yeah, did then. I'm pretty sure he didn't do three. They kicked him out at that point. Like, they... <laughs> Him, but they gave him that role as security guard, like uh-huh. to put him back in the movie. Well, he already had that, but they gave him like that guys, role, yeah. and then like to give him back into the movie because he pretty much was putting himself. He does that with his movies; he puts himself into his yeah. movies. But uh, yeah, that's kind of what happened. And then, and then I'm glad they kind of gave him that role back throughout the the MCU timeline or whatever. And it was cool to see that he, when he was in Endgame, right? It was Endgame or was it Infinity War? I think it was Endgame where they brought what him back. Scene? With him and oh. his daughter and stuff, and they were like, "Here you go, yeah. like, we're gonna bring you back," you know, because that was yeah, your, and, that was and, your character and shit. So, and he tell, he says something about cheeseburgers, right? Yeah, she wanted yeah. cheeseburgers because yeah. he's, he's uh, when Tony came back from mm-hmm. captured. Yeah, because yeah, he he well, asked her what she wants to eat. We'll get you all the cheeseburgers you want or whatever. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that's really cool. You know, so it, I think that's a that's a great addition to his mythos, like his world is. Instead of, of course, Uncle Ben. Instead of Tony, now it's gonna be Happy. Yep. Yeah. So, and those that that was good comedy too. Like the scenes with him and uh, uh, Melissa Aunt Tomei. May. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Aunt May. When he's like, "What's going on?" And he's like, "Are you guys dating?" Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, no, no. I thought it was a summer fling and shit. <laughs> that girl nasty. <laughs> like, summer flings can turn into right. yeah. poor guy. And- he just wants to like date her, and she just wants his penis. Like, <laughs> poor Happy. Well, yeah. Are we, are we speculating <laughs> now? So, uh, yeah, so. Scenes. Oh, is yeah. Let's, yeah, let's talk about those. Credit scenes. Who was expecting it? No. Expecting that? The the first end credit scene. No, no not me. Oh, not yeah. any part of it. I've wanted Bro, it. Go on them I've, keeping that like way under wraps. Yeah. Good lord. Like I've I've dreamt about it. I wanted it. I never thought it would happen. But what the fuck is wrong with his hair? <laughs> oh, he's yeah. bald. Yeah. Why is he bald? He's old. I mean, what do you mean? Oh, fuck that. He's old. <laughs> Legit. Yeah, he's old. He's a fucking old guy. He needed his hair. I'm sorry. He needed his hair. He the mustache. He looked weird with that but mustache had, and that. But he still hair. had like you knew who he was. If you're a real fan, you knew well, who the yeah, fuck he was. Well, yeah, but he looks better with his hair. He does. <laughs> that sounds the same. That first end credit scene had me going from like happy. To concerned to just downright like oh like, my what god the what the hell <laughs> in like a matter of a minute I was mm-hmm. just like emotions all over the place I really wanted them to do that during Civil War right because it plays into the yeah. Civil War story mm-hmm. and then now that they've done it now it's like okay well maybe they're playing off of the whole Iron Man one movie where he announces that he is that he Iron is, Man yeah. right and then now it's like you know Spider Man is Peter Parker so then now the 
the world is either going to well at well now it's not going to embrace him because you know they think he's a fucking you know murderer, a murderer favorite and shit like that. Hero, but like yeah. in, in Iron Man's thing, they embraced him because they were like, okay, well he's Iron Man, he could protect us from this. And then Iron Man two comes along and he's like, yeah, I gave you this and I fucking protected you from this and this and that. You know, you can't have I am Iron Man and all that <laughs> shit. So um, I don't know where they go f- from here. Yeah, no, it it was crazy, and that that was one thing too that I that I thought was cool because yeah, and if we were following the comics, yeah, he already would have been outed. Uh, well, he would have outed himself, you know. But um, but yeah, so it is crazy that it happened that way. That was so yeah. But either that whole end credit scene, I was not expecting. I would have never called it. Nope. I would have never known that anything like that happened. Um. One thing that I was expecting, though, because it shows that that bald guy, the box of scraps guy, it shows him pull out a, a flash drive yeah. from his computer. So I was expecting that to take part in it, which it did. Like, that was his final illusion. Was it? Well, maybe. His, maybe. Quote, maybe. Yeah, quote, and see, illusion. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, final yeah, downloaded illusion. Because he still had the voiceover. So, so I, I'm really concerned, like, not concerned, but I'm wondering... Like, uh, he used his spider sense to kind of tell, like, this, uh, well, no, he didn't use his spider sense. He relied on Edith to say, are we, like, are there any more illusions? And she says no. And that was something to me, like, I was like, okay, was that supposed to showcase, like, he crutched himself again? Like, he didn't want to rely on his spider sense to tell, like, is this dude dead? He relied on the tech which they've already had, like they could have put something Doctor in it. So yeah, they could have yeah. made it say there are no illusions here. Yeah. So he still could very much be alive. And the, cause I was like, why else would like, he just use spider sense to fucking destroy all these drones. Like, why would you not have faith in that? Unless it was because the writers were like, okay, we want him to crutch on Edith again. So Mysterio can get away. Right. And that that's what I was wondering about. But yeah, I like when I saw him take that thing out, I was like, okay, he's got something else still. Like there's more up his sleeve. So I believe he's still, still around. around. I mean if we're talking I hope about so. like if we're talking about scenes like that needed to be in the movie that would help this, show me a dead body. You know what I mean? Show me like take <laughs> he, take him to Nick Fury or take him somewhere where he's dead. And, and then we'll know that he's dead. You know what I mean? Like, hey, where where'd Spider Man go? He fucking he left him there, and he was like, "All right, well, he's dead. I'm out of here." You know yeah, what I mean? Like, found MJ. <laughs> so that, those are one of the things where it's like, ah, uh, yeah, we're just gonna leave that wide open for yeah for any interpretation. Like when when he was when he outed him, at that instant, I figured he was still around because, like you said, he still does the voiceover, mm-hmm. which you would have had to have done clearly after battle because it's not like he was doing it as it's happening yeah and he wasn't expecting to die exactly and then Mm -hmm. i was sitting there the other night overthinking like they've wasted a couple like a like a couple good opportunities like he still got the vulture in prison in in that world he ran into the scorpion Scorpion, are you talking six yeah who wanted his identity and he wouldn't give it up to him and now everybody he even said i have some friends that would love to uh, love to meet him yes and so now, everybody knows his identity, and uh, and that's what happened in the, in the book, at least. You know, they all like, go well, after him. Yep, in Civil him, War. Yeah. The problem, with that, the problem with that is that I've heard that both 
Michael Keaton and the guy that played Scorpion are not in in on contract anymore. Like they're not. Be, they're, they're not on contract, no, but, but no one's gonna. Not, I want to say they already said that they're not part of the MCU anymore. Like oh, they, yeah, like they be, scrapped that idea for the Sinister Six. Nah, that's, that's too what, much. I know, that's I, too that's big a, of a. Yeah, thing. that's too much money. I'm telling you, that's what I read. <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up right now, but I'm pretty okay. sure that's what. And like, also, like, I was like mad because they wasted the Rhino, in mm-hmm. the the last franchise. He was bullshit. Oh, he was, Paul but Giamatti. P- Paul Giamatti could be a. Oh yeah, Paul one. Giamatti is amazing. Yeah. I, I love that man in everything he does. But I, I mean, just thought, like, great. yo, like, I think that the next one, like the Sinister Six, could be like a coming together. Mm-hmm. Of the new wave of some sort of villainous thing, you know. Or, yeah. Um, but then you know, it's like I you don't know if if he's only got one more movie left in him contractually, mm-hmm. and then after that, it's like whatever. But I think because of that, Sony and them will maneuver each other around. We're like, all right, well, you want him back for this? He has to fight Tom Tom Hardy mm-hmm. and and Clee and fucking Woody Harrelson, and then you know. Yeah, so th- this is what I was telling Juan. There have been rumors going around that, of of course, from this one, it does seem like I mean, with Edith, that's heavy, uh, like heavy fucking artillery. Yeah. So they're saying that he that's is like supposed to, shit. yeah, he's supposed to be the leader from this move, uh, this moment on. And if these rumors are true, they're saying that there will be three different trilogies. That's how long his story is going to run. So it's going to be three in high school, three in college, and three as an adult. And the reason I agree with that or the reason that I believe that's going to happen is because if you see what they're doing with Spider-Man, they are making him the face of the MCU. Yeah, and they're creating his world the proper way. I mean, they're treating his mythos and his world like they treated the entire MCU. Right. They're taking their time with it, which is great. And now... What I so I, I was with Steve when I was thinking about all this stuff. That's exactly what I thought back to. Like when that guy said, "I have some friends that would love to meet him." I was like, "Okay, they use that line for a reason." Now whether Vulture is gonna join them, that's kind of on the fence. But now if you have somebody like Mysterio, that's dangerous regardless. Like I mean, he was already dangerous by himself. He was an Avengers type threat. Yeah. But Spider-Man had too much knowledge. Now, if he came in out of the blue and Spider-Man didn't know everything he was doing already, he never would have been able to take him. Um, And so what I was considering, like, I, I was like, all right, if he is still alive and they are gearing up for Sinister Six, why was that portrait, that graffiti portrait, so, I guess, thrown out there? It's a very big part in the movie. Like how I said, it's a very uh, pinnacle point in the movie where it shows you can't escape him. Oh, Iron Man? Yeah, and it's thrown out in the trailers hard. Who else does graffiti in the Spider-Man world? Prowler. Thinking nope. Miles? Miles? Miles Morales does. Yeah. And Miles Morales is already in this universe. Yeah. Aaron Davis stated, yeah. "My ne- I have a nephew in this neighborhood. I've got problems with that, but yeah. Yeah. So he he is in this world now. I would love to see because there's no way in hell. I mean, you're gonna get like fight scenes where Spider-Man's getting his ass whooped, like the trailers of the PS4 game, where that uh, negative man is like throwing him in that black pit, and they're all taking their turns beating his ass. But that'd be Mysterio 
putting him into a pit and they're all whooping his ass. Yeah. Now, if you throw in another web head, then it's a kind of fair fight. You're in you're in different locations with those graffitis, though. You're not in like I don't think those were in New York. That was in uh, well, probably he's Queens. in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, yeah. Wasn't he in different areas though? And there was graffiti everywhere. It wasn't just that one. No, it was. They only showed that one there Iron was, Man. Like, Iron Man acknowledgments throughout the world. Yeah, but there was, was only that one. Yeah, and that graffiti. was in Queens because it was right above Aunt May's uh, fundraiser. Uh, fundraiser. Meh. So I've got three thoughts on that first scene mm-hmm. and credit scene. First, seeing him go through the city, skyscrapers and everything, for the first time, mm-hmm. is great. Like he he. Did what Spider-Man does. Like he had his web slinging down. Yep. He, mm-hmm. You saw him in full Spider-Man form. He's taking, you know, selfies with his phone while he's swinging. Oh, yeah, just, that was cool. It was awesome. Because, I mean. I like. I, oh, well, no, not ahead, to, I was going to say, I like how they made MJ realistic. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, uh, fucking Kirsten Dunst. Oh, yeah. It's just her hair's flowing all slow. It's like, fuck no. You're going that fast. <laughs> She'd be screaming. And when they did it with her, I thought that She's was like, cool. never again. Never, yeah, never again. again. Go ahead. Um, second. What was it? Oh, so obviously the the movie has a lot of different themes. Uh, part of it's growing up. Part of it is coming to terms with you know loss, that kind of stuff. But a really big part of it for me, at least, was this theme of trust. And throughout the movie, you see Peter is he's still a kid and he's looking for stability, and so he's very trusting and gullible. And then that trust is broken with Mysterio, and you see that he he grows up a little bit at that point. And I like how they go from Peter not Peter trusting to not trusting, and then they go from that to that end credit scene where now the world can't trust him as a hero because they think that he killed this person and they they know his identity. So it's a big theme of trust. And then the the last thing that is more of a, a wishful thinking, fingers crossed kind of a thing. <laughs> He's gonna need a really good lawyer. A really good lawyer to uh, to help out in a uh, crisis like that. Mm-hmm. What better way to bring back old Murdhead than in a Spider-Man movie? You want to know something else that'll make you uh, moister than an oyster? So if uh, he is in court and uh, people are still gunning for him, they're going to need to hire a pretty damn good gun. The Punisher, I mean, the thing that's is, how he was introduced. The thing is, is uh, the rumor is, is those Netflix contracts, uh, mm-hmm. they have a two-year uh, duration. So after the series ends, you can't use that property or the actor for two years afterwards. Okay. So um, it would line up a, a little late as far as filming for the next Spider-Man movie by about six to ten months. But if they're if they pulled off, they could start the next Spider-Man movie and have some MCU Daredevil and some MCU Punisher, maybe even Defenders. They could throw and any. We of can those leave them in. out for a little bit. <laughs> I know, but I, I, want, I want at least Daredevil. And in, yeah. in in the comics, he's very very well known for being teamed up or against Spider-Man a lot. Yeah. So it'd make a lot of sense. He shows up in the animated show too. Yeah, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping that's how they bring him into the fold. Yeah. Uh, so uh, some of the things about that end scene that I enjoyed 
was so I, I was also talking to Juan about this too when I like that uh Jameson is in like he's on a, a website. Like InfoWars. He, yeah, he, he's <laughs> he's just running this like almost like a YouTube channel and it's what is it, the Daily Bugle dot net. Yeah. yeah. And so he he shares all this stuff and what I was telling Juan, I was like, the thing I don't like about it is the fact that Everybody knows, like, he'll be outed as a villain. Like, he's the one caused that caused all this destruction. He did this and that, blah, blah, blah. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, the world we live in, that wouldn't matter. Because he is that one person putting out that random post saying, oh, well, everybody says this is fine. Well, it can kill you. And everyone's like, well, look right here. There's one... There's one article saying that it's bad. It could kill you. And there are people who follow that. That's true. Sure. There are people this world who they'll see a video and they just, it's instantly true. No matter what, you cannot change their mind. And in this day and age, that's so true that that type of thought, that type of craziness would actually work because as much as there will be a bunch of people saying it's, I mean, he's the bad guy. He was he was known for making illusions like he all that was fake and he had you all believing it was real. There will still be those people saying, no, look at the video. He killed him like right. he has it on tape and it's like you can't change that mindset. So that could still very well work. And that's all uh, Jay Jonah wants is he wants a little bit of hate Spider-Man like oh, he's a menace. Like, don't yep. don't trust him. And that's exactly what he got and what he's giving to the people. So I thought that was really cool. One, that they showcased how crazy our civilization is like is these days. And two, that they made him like that. Like, I thought that was really cool. Now, um, I had one other thing that I was going to mention, and then I forgot what I was going to say. Nope. Uh, it might come back to me. I don't know. So next but. scene then. Mm-hmm. The last end credit scene. So the last end credit scene is completely out of context. Take it as you want and let the fucking mental train leave the station, you bit. know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I... So there was the whole, uh, my friends call me Fury, everyone calls me Fury thing. And people were trying to pick up on that during Captain Marvel. They were like, at the ending, doesn't doesn't she call him Nick? Or doesn't somebody call him Nick? And he's cool with it. And that never happened. That was just people doing that. So when this one came around and she calls him Nick, like it was like, oh, shit. Like, that was kind of weird. And I saw that people picked up on that. Yep. And so, I mean, I thought that was cool, but. I don't know. I don't know what they could be doing with this. I mean, it shows that he's needed in space for a bigger threat. Maybe. In some he was sense. Vacationing. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's, it's space. I mean, they're already saying it's going to take a lot of uh, space four is going to be in space, blah, blah, blah. Well, but that's, that's yeah, what I that's thought. Thing. That's what I thought. Like, if there was such a threat, like, why would he be vacationing and where are my shoes? Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just don't see Like, well, it was a scene. somewhere, though. They are traveling somewhere, but I don't know. It was just a scene that it just felt like a scene to me. It was weird. Not to it, me. It was weird. I don't know. Well, it made me question parts of the movie again, even more so, because it's all about illusions. And even and they're like, guess what? Two of the main characters are illusions as well. 
Um, it made me. There was there was one point where when they're in Nick Fury and Maria Hill form, mm-hmm. they mention that there are like splinter cell groups of uh, scrolls out in the world. Mm-hmm. So maybe they were actually talking about that in like scroll talk, like in real talk, not just like in fake. Yeah, shield talk. So what does that mean? That mean there's like there's bad scrolls out there. Does that mean that there are scrolls that are hiding out still? I don't know. Um, him being in space leads me to think that a lot of Phase Four is going to be space oriented, like a lot of it, um, which it, it meshes up well with the whole um, Eternals and Guardians Three mm-hmm. and Captain Marvel Two and all of these sequels that are all space, space. heavy. And uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna create a sword. Okay. Their next uh, version of Shield mm-hmm. in space. So, yeah. Yeah, that that's very possible. We'll see. Yeah, I I like, I, that. I, I like that he was hanging out with the scrolls because I was concerned that they weren't gonna get too much more light after because a lot of people were kind of mad the way they used them in Captain Marvel. Right. And I was like, don't let that be a backlash. Like, they're a damn good race. Like, they can do a lot for a universe, you know? So I was concerned that maybe they weren't going to bring them back as heavy. But right away, they're already back. And they're in, like, fucking full effect. There were a lot of scrolls yeah, on that damn ship. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm happy that they are coming back to that. Um, I, I do remember what I was going to say, though. Now... With going going back to the first thing real quick, because uh, it kind of ties in with this, how Joel was talking about how the next phase is going to do a lot with space, and it shows up with the, the all the movies that they're headlining and talking about, uh, all the casting right now. It is going to be very heavy in space, but Earth is still going to need heroes. Right. And now with people not being able to trust Spider-Man, well, half the population who's going to be on the fence about it, you're going to need more heroes. You're also going to need more characters in this world that they're kind of leaning on hard for earth. And part of me feels like we're going to get a dark rain storyline coming in. I'm drawing a blank. That's where Osborne takes on the mantle of the iron Patriot. Oh, okay. And I, I just feel like if we're going to get people, you know, against Spider-Man, we're going to see a lot of fakes. We're going to see a lot of people who are trying to do what Mysterio started, but with actual abilities, mm. like who can actually handle themselves instead of just, hey, let's make a show out of it and purposely kill people to make ourselves that. I think they're going to climb up in the ranks and then start, you know, making things their own. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, just the way they're they're leaning him for a downfall, it makes sense that, like, to me, at least, that they would start bringing in more people, or more people would come out of nowhere to take that center spot, mm. because someone has to, especially if this dude's a murderer. <laughs> right. And then to go back to Juan's concern about the no multiverse, mm-hmm. I still think it's there. I think, I think it, it is. is very much so, because my my thought process was, if Mysterio is talking to Scrolls about mm-hmm. there being multiverse and i'm from it and blah 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 and he convinces scrolls who are from space not only convinces they were 
completely okay with yeah, it. Yeah, they, they're like, okay, cool. They're, they're like super they, advanced. They, mm-hmm. they, they fly across the cosmos. If anybody is to be knowledgeable or accepting about a multiverse, it'd be an alien. So I just think that if they're very convinced about that and they're just like, all right, cool, you're from a different multiverse, bring it yeah. on. But are they, though? I, I, but on top I of mean, that... are they, though? Like, if you're telling me they're super intelligent, but they he, got because fooled he was by that kind shit. Of, he was kind of pissed off that they fooled him, that Mysterio fooled him when he turned back into Talos. He was kind of like, you know, how the fuck do I explain to Nick Fury that this dude even got yeah. the best of me uh, with all that space talk? I think that... But... They did kind of like already with the Hulk and the uh, Matt Sorcerer Supreme. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's like, you take one stone, it's a different rift in this thing. Yeah, they're different. So, yeah, I mean, essentially there still is that open gate for the, the multiverse, but not how I had hoped how they're like, you're from Earth. Whatever, 616 whatever. and I'm from 83, whatever the fuck it was. I just think that they they portray the scrolls in a very comical sense in these movies. Yeah. Like very like oh here Bebop comes and rock steady. Yeah. Like they're mm-hmm. very kind of dumb and, and not not uh completely there. I I think that they still obviously they have to be smart enough to you know use the tech that they yeah, have. They got and, and not yeah. only that, Talos they just because Talos is big in the comics doesn't mean he's in charge in the movies. Right. Why would like why would Nick Fury or even the rest of the people on that ship be like okay like if he was the leader why would they let him go take Nick Fury's spot because he's the while leader. he's on vacation no the they leader. would need he would the leader has to be there with Nick Fury well I mean but Nick Fury's smarter than Talos well no the thing is that his mission was just to give Peter those glasses that's it yeah that was his whole mission and then all that stuff kind of happened on top of that so I I I personally think there's a different top dog yes. Then Talos. Perhaps, but I just, there was so many different issues with this as well. It's like, like, with the whole scroll thing, like, you can't, I think it's done. I mean, if they want to bring it back in and say, like, yeah, oh, well, you know, the scroll didn't know about the multiverse or whatever, and they were fooled into, you know, it's it's odd that I, Peter knew so much about it, right? Peter knew, like, all this shit, like, oh, that's this and the singularity and blah, 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 and, like, that that changes everything, and... And, it made sense to him. Yeah, it made sense to him, but only because Jake or Mysterio uh, explained it a certain way. No, he, no, he didn't explain he was, it. He was talking about like quantum physics and like yeah, yeah, because he he even said that he was like never apologized for being the smartest person yeah. in the room. Yeah, I know I said that, but then Jake didn't, didn't. No, he didn't. All he explained was, "I come I from a different heard. world." He said, "Your world is Earth six one six. I come from Earth blah blah blah." And that's all he said. Yeah, and then Pete, yeah, he went off, and that's why they all looked at him like, what the fuck? Even Mysterio was like, oh, shit. (laughs) This kid knows a lot. Yeah, and that's why he said, don't apologize for being the smartest person in the room. But, yeah, I don't don't think it's, like Joel said, I don't think it's going to be the the universe like, oh, this is a different Earth, blah, blah, blah. But if Cap is changing stuff from way back when, way back in the early 1900s and so on, that is that still means in those timelines, in those now different looked at universes, there can be a step in mutant evolution. There could be an evolved species that would bring on the X-Men. There could be a group of scientists that yeah, that tapped into something to jump voids, to jump into different timelines. Within Reed Richards and the Fantastic Four. That's so messy. 
I like, think they're gonna have to really address it like directly at some point in mm-hmm. one of the Phase Four movies to bring yeah. in the X Men and the Fantastic Four. But, but I mean, but that's that's really all it's gonna end up being because Cap didn't keep everything the same. He went back and changed things, and she even told the Hulk, "You need to make sure they keep everything the same." And not only Cap, Downey changed things. Yeah, he did. He went and talked to his dad. He did all this and that. So, I mean, that's the only way possible of and Loki well, escaping. It, it doing doesn't it. change yeah, timelines. It just creates new timelines. Yeah, it creates. That's what I'm saying. It, it doesn't change new your, your present timeline. It just makes a different. Your, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It changes them by creating a new one. Because yours is always going to run the same. Correct. Now, when he changes something else, it's going to branch off. And make a completely new one. But that, but that timeline doesn't that okay? So this is where timeline gets or like time travel gets tricky. The only way for that timeline to exist is for him to have tr- time travel. Like so, all these things are pre, like predetermined. You know what I mean? Like you can't have that timeline, that branched off timeline, mm-hmm. without Iron Man going to that timeline to talk to his dad, right? Yeah, and. That would not exist had he not traveled back in time. So it's like this loop. Uh, I can't remember what they're called. Uh, anyways, but yeah, like you, that timeline doesn't exist, regardless ever, until he jumps into that loop. So he had to jump into that loop to make this timeline exist. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I, like I get you. that. Like, no, like no, it's I, a continuous I, I, loop. Like the only way for you to have made that one is to go back in time to do that one. For that one to exist, yeah, I know. And but then it's a continuous loop that he's always gonna that. There's gonna in, be in that, that in that one timeline. Yeah, he's constantly gonna. He, that's what he's doing in that timeline. He lives it out until he goes back, and then he creates a new one. So no matter what, their actions are causing ripples and causing like I don't like the shards. Time, yeah, I don't like the timeline jumping aspect i i thought it would have been a lot cleaner had they just been like okay there's different universes let's pull in this group from this universe and this group from yeah this no universe. i i would have loved would've that too way cleaner i'm just saying this this seems like the only option now because yeah because they they, they i mean they put the ancient one in there for a reason to say that line right. and they went back and did not do what she said so that's what they're using i still have a problem with the ancient one being like what did you say? And then she gives. Oh, him. here's my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wh- what did what did that mean? Did it mean that she thought that Doctor Strange was evil, or did it mean that Doctor Strange knew what was going on, and she knew that Doctor Strange knew what the fuck was going on? So she gave I, him I the think, time. So I don't understand that. I think that line's gonna evolve more in Phase Four. I don't think that line is done. Okay, good because I'm I don't think like, she. Yeah, I don't think she did what mean? she did for the outcome of Thanos. I think she did it for a bigger purpose. We'll probably see that in Doctor Strange too. Yeah, and that, that's that's what I think. I think he's gonna go to an astral plane and talk to her, and something bigger is going to gonna happen. But yeah, no, I I don't know. I I part of me really thinks that she knew what they were doing already. Like probably she she knew like okay if this big dummy's like here talking to me, what are the rest of them up to? So she probably knew okay I at least have to make sure they win this. Hey, so where was Edith and fucking exactly. the scroll during the Endgame <laughs> shits? Like, they got spaceships and all this fucking stuff. Where the fuck were they when that shit was going down? Well, they probably were probably blipped. snapped. Um, blipped. All of them? 
<laughs> not all. I mean, maybe. Hey, Peter's whole class got blipped, yeah. all right? <laughs> his whole class, his whole 136 crew. Exactly. His whole fucking class got blipped out, all right? No, I, I think they were probably just in space, like Captain Marvel's punk ass. What was he this? <laughs> exactly. That's, that's one thing that I hated. Like, why didn't all those drones fuck up Thanos? Why didn't it, like, yeah, why didn't any of that happen? Because he didn't make it after he died. Right. It's been there. I don't think he wanted to use it because he felt like he could control it. Yeah. That's been Tony's thing. He's been always yeah, like, I can. Egotistical. I, yeah. So make this thing for somebody else to use when I'm not here, basically. He said, nobody gets to touch it with me. <laughs> so, uh, Spider-Man 3, whatever we're gonna, they're going to call it, who do you think the next villain should be? All right. So I read that the director actually said that he didn't want to use Scorpion or the Vulture and have it feel, feel like it was shoehorned in. Like any kind of cameos, but they are definitely looking into the possibility of the Sinister Six. Nice. So hmm. they, he actually said possibly Scorpion as the next villain. I've got a thought. I, I would love to see Norman Osborn appear. Not really, yep. just out of thin air. I would like to see him make his intros and work with the Scorpion and then form... The Sinister Six. Hey, we have not touched. We're not done with this movie yet. Like, before you jump there, just a second. What? Flash. Oh, yeah. So, me and Juan were talking about this. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, Flash Thompson. A lot of people wrote him off because he's just playing the millennial who's, oh. who's yeah, like, right. um, uh, vlogging everything and doing all this weird stuff. Super obsessed. But, yeah, but he's super obsessed with Spider-Man. And that's a huge turn from part one. In part one, he... He liked Spider-Man in part one. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, he did. He always hated Peter, though. Yes. Um, but it progressed into this one. And that was all fine and dandy because I was like, okay, yeah, that's, that's normal. Now, the scene that caught both of our eye was when everybody else goes... The airport. And does... Yeah, they're, they're all going home. They're all... Everybody's waiting for him. They, instead of just showing him walk out with the driver, which most people would just accept because even when he's vlogging, he's like, oh, I got my personal driver, Dimitri. And yeah. Like he's doing his thing. They take the 10 seconds it takes for him to walk up to his driver, look at him. He's like, instead of saying, where are my parents? Where's my he mom? Says, he, he says, oh, was mother too busy again? And then he like puts his head down and gets into the car. So they're kind of grooming him as almost to showcase you, like show you like there's somebody here to like, like there's somebody here with more of a story. And me and Juan were talking about it. And I truly believe that as time goes on, something's going to happen to flash where he either goes military or something, but I think they're grooming him for agent venom. Oh, fun. That'd be because cool. Flash Thompson is Agent Venom yeah. in the comics. And he was also, didn't he play Venom in the animated series? No. You sure? It was, was it Eddie, Eddie Brock? It was Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock, yeah. Okay, all right. But, the, uh, yeah, they followed the comics pretty closely in the, mm-hmm. in the ca- cartoon. But I think he's something's going to happen to him because he has that like affinity for Spider-Man. I think he's going to follow in somewhat of his footsteps. I like but that. either way, I, I well, like how they showcased him. Peter Parker now? Oh, now he knows, yeah. Now he knows. Uh, so, I want to know who his mom is, mm-hmm. because why bring up that line for... Right, that right. It seems like a weird line, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. But I also made... It felt like, to me, 
that made me care more about him as a character like mm-hmm. he he's not just like you know it's just some yeah douchebag filming things all over the inter- internet yeah it made you yeah it made you look at he him. wants attention he needs he needs people to you know like him and love him because his parents don't mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool but uh yeah i want to know who his parents are yeah i'm curious rudy thinks uh who do you think dimitri was oh so i have to rewatch it but let me know if you guys if you guys noticed did Dimitri have daggers on his thighs? I don't think so. No? I could be wrong, but I didn't catch that. I could have swore when he walked out and he was like, Dimitri, take him home. And he like shakes his head and he walks out. I could have swore he had daggers on his thighs. Who would that be? I was wondering if he was Craven. Because he's somebody big. Even when um, uh, Edith looks at him, he's the only name that says unidentified. Well, I thought it was because it was under shield. Yeah, but Tony hacked shield That's easily. True. He commandeered their whole fucking ship <laughs> in seconds. Like, uh, there's a lot of uh, shit that I'm reading here that he's chameleon. Oh, see, you spoiled it for me, man. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, that was my <laughs> my wish list for Spider-Man Three. Chameleon. It, it's chameleon and Craven. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I think that they'd both be excellent additions to the. Uh, MCU and Craven's mm-hmm. a character in particular they don't really hear about a lot in movies. Yeah, and Chameleon I think would actually really mesh well with this whole trust thing that's going on with mm-hmm. Peter and with the world, and he's you know a spy, so it'd be kind of cool to have that in there too. I don't know if I'd want him as Chameleon though. No, like, I don't know that just, that would seem weird for him to be him. But I uh, I posted something the other day. Well, it was like a week and a half ago. But uh, Samuel Jackson he posted a picture, and they in one of the design uh for one of the posters it said Spider Man Far From Home, and it had Nick Fury's eye patch on the wrong side. And he was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. Like because oh, he was yeah. mad. And I was like, that was one thing that I was curious about. I was like, is this like just fucked up marketing, which I think it ended up being, but I was like, or is this like, is Nick Fury a fucking, is that chameleon? Mm. Like, that's what I was concerned about given it it wasn't him anyways, but it was a scroll, but I don't know. It was some weird stuff. What about you, Steve? Who would you, who would you want in Spider-Man three for the villain role? And the villain role, man, I mean, it sucks because obviously you got Carnage in them at Sony and Morbius. Mm-hmm. We know we're getting them, but in the MCU, um, I really would actually have liked to see a legit dope ride. I don't know why, like, it just, uh, them or them do like a real justice for a shocker. Not yeah. Just, oh. not, just, not just how they played it off, like, whatever. Would you bring back Pookie? <laughs> oh, man, you know, I do like that actor, Bokeem Woodvine, but mm-hmm. no, I if if he wasn't a full out suit, like armored, red, like mask, the, everything, and yeah, and the black, red. yeah, if like because I like that he was like stage one shocker, like he yeah. wasn't fully built I out. I guess I didn't yeah. give him like a good enough shot. It just kind of. I liked him. They, I liked him as like a they shocker. Wrote it off because they had two shockers in that movie. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, oh, how'd you guys do that? Yeah, but I mean, he, they, that was actually kind of from the comics. 
Was it? Yeah, because I want to say he was a protege or yeah, protege to the Shocker. Like he was an underling of him. But uh, no, I would love if they brought back Bukim and gave him like the actual or, suit. To be dead ass honest, and I don't know because I don't know how this would work if it's like part of that other franchise or not. Mm-hmm. But like a legit ass Kingpin, not being biased, but like a legit <laughs> same thing Wilson Fisk. That would make um, sense if they brought years. in Murdoch. Yep, they could bring in Daredevil and and Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but like, would you want the same guy to play him? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I loved him, but I don't think so. Really? I think for a, I, I lo- think for a Marvel movie, I think he'd have to be like almost kind of like how he was in the fucking the animated the animated movie. See, I, I I loved him as the Kingpin, but Liv Schreiber just took it up a fucking different notch, dude. Like, oh man, he, yeah. he was amazing. I I one thing that I didn't care for about Kingpin in this one, like in Daredevil, was he was a good villain for Daredevil. Sure. But I I just couldn't I don't know. What the Yeah, I just want a fucking tank. It it like, doesn't yeah. it doesn't fit well with how the MCU is though. Like Kingpin is a wonky looking dude in the comics. Like he's got a just a football head basically mm-hmm. and he's just like a no neck and weird shoulders and <laughs> yeah i know he's just a weird looking dude it just mm-hmm. that doesn't fit well with the mcu because it's it's a little bit more grounded in, in the scheme of things i think i don't know uh, i don't know i think there's a lot of ways to switch it up we'll see but no i i think green goblin yeah needs yeah. some needs some revamping like a legit goblin not this half yeah, android hobgoblin. yeah hobgoblin would be nice but uh, so when you mentioned the rhino, are are you with me? Are you sick of the fucking tech? Yeah, like this, like the. Uh, I mean, rhino always is kind of like some sort of techish, mm-hmm. but not like. That Sometimes, kind of, he, yeah, not he's that like big organic ass robot tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like I mean, like with the full fucking rhino looking flesh. The pelt, thing, yeah, see? yeah, like the pelt and everything, like that big Russian esque fucking tank of a of a dude, like. Cause, you know, what is he unstoppable once he gets going kind of like a juggernaut? Like, yeah. But, yeah, you know, like. I'm just sick of tech. Yeah. I want to see more people. Like, Vulture, I understood. But Vulture still would have been cool. Like, as, like, I mean, not as goofy looking, but kind of like how he was in the comics. Right. Um, And then, I, this guy, I mean, yeah, he was all tech, but, of course, he was an illusionist, so you had to. But I don't know. Somebody like Rhino, well, yeah. I just want to see something more organic looking. I'm I'm sick of everybody getting like Chitari tech and well, that's <laughs> fucking why I, with it. That's why I think that Craven or Chameleon would be great because Craven mm-hmm. is just simply a really good a hunter. hunter. He's just a big dude that likes to kill things. And then Chameleon is just a really good spy. Um, I don't know. I think that in order to do justice to villains like Rhino or even maybe Scorpion to an extent, you kind of need to bring in characters like the x-men and the fantastic four because they're a little bit more on the uh well the fantastical side of things they have those Mm -hmm. powers and those weird looks to them and those things that aren't normal uh i think they would allow a movie like spider-man to bring in characters that also aren't normal so Mm -hmm. yeah no and the the world would be better like at accepting that if Hulk wasn't so much Bruce Banner. I mean, Ugh. look at the last movie. They made him Professor Banner. Professor Hulk. 
Yeah, instead of really engaging with the Hulk, like he's just a very small side character in his titled story. <laughs> like, so yeah, so much like how I said they made him Banner in the last one. But if people just engage, like, oh yeah, look at the fucking Hulk. You can make something that big as a villain, like, and make it yeah different. But no, everything has to be tech and grounded, and it's like because Iron Man, Captain yep. America. Thor even is just human, but he's a god, and people just see him as Thor. They don't think of him as, like, holy shit, that's the god of thunder. Yep. It's just yeah. they all look human, so that's why everything's kind of grounded. But more like a tombstone. Tombstone? He'd be kind of cool. He's more of like a C-rank. Like a, like a lackey? Like yeah. A, yeah, he'd be like a lackey for Kingpin or something. But it'd be kind of cool. It's just kind of cool to see somebody that hasn't been already on... Yeah, I agree. Even in them, yeah. mm-hmm. But they should bring in go- uh, Goblin at some point. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why I just want to see some Osborns, right? Oh, hey. at least acknowledge him. Hey, Joel, mm-hmm. would you? What were you gonna say about fucking uh, Miles Morales? Did you say that already? Oh, I, I don't like that he's in that world. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't know if if it's because he's from the Ultimates. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's from a different universe, and and if if this is six one six, which it, I mean, a lot of times are pointing to it being 616, it wouldn't make sense for Miles Morales to be Spider-Man in that world. And that would mm-hmm. also imply that at some point that this uh, Peter Parker will die. So, I don't know. I just I, I think they need to bring in Miles from a different universe. It is, I, I, just, I, don't, I don't want him to be already there. It's weird. I can feel that. He could be a kid. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, well, that's the thing. Is, I mean, Miles could be there still as Miles, but he doesn't need to be Spider-Man Miles. All right. All right. So yeah, uh, as you can tell, we all love this movie. Hopefully, you did too. And uh, yeah, if you haven't watched it, that's your fault for listening. You know. <laughs> all right, and that's where we're gonna leave you for the week, everybody. Uh, yeah, have a good time. And on, you got some show polls lined up. I got like five. It's hard do you to want do, to do when it's only just one topic, but yeah. yeah. All right, here I got, I got to do it. All right. So the first one was, did you see Spider-Man: Far From Home? Fifty-three percent said no. Oh no! Right. Oh. Um. Are you ready to go back to work? <laughs> uh, eighty-nine percent said fuck no. I, I thought it said <laughs> not for some reason. I don't know. I've been drinking. All right, so uh. He types these yeah, too. I just so you know. <laughs> 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 Couldn't read my own typing, apparently. Um, can Spider-Man replace Iron Man as the face of the MCU? Fifty-six percent said yes. Also, if you put if Thor Ragnarok could replace Iron Man, they would also say yes. So. <laughs> uh, better way to explain events of Infinity Stones: the snap or the blip? Eighty-three <laughs> percent said the snap. The blip's whack. Who is cooler? Doctor Strange and Mysterio. Since the majority of the audience has not seen, I mean, Far From Home, 89% said uh, Doctor Strange. Because he's a hero and he's more established. That is the only reason. Give Mysterio like three movies. Nobody even likes that fucking movie. Hey, man, Doctor Strange is good. That's a good movie. Mamu was trash. Get out of here. Doctor Strange was a good movie. That movie was great. That movie was good. And Doctor Strange is dope was, as fuck. Uh, get out of here with decent. that. Get out of here with that. Uh, it was know. decent. Um, and that's the last show for Kind of a snorefest. Snorefest. Good movie. <laughs> you just wait till number two comes out. You're gonna be like, wow. What oh a, yeah, number what two could be all right. 
because they learned their fucking lesson with number one. Yeah, number one was good, bro. It was a uh, it was an origin story. You Come ever on, seen man. somebody get knocked out of their body? <laughs> yeah, <not me. laughs> I'm pretty sure we have actually. Control I'm of sure time. They've tried yeah, that shit control before. Of time. The ancient one. She's badass. Better as Gabriel. Uh, she was cool as Gabriel. Or that fucking witch from the wardrobe. <laughs> Alright, fuck it, we're oh, out of yeah, here. That's right. Until next time, bye. Alright, see you guys. See ya. <laughs> Cheers. What's that witch? <laughs>